Hey, co-op partners, Philip here. Uh, just a heads up about this episode. Nave actually slept, or did you sleep through your alarm, or you just missed it? I didn't have an alarm at all. Oh, bummer. So he missed the whole first chunk, but we had our guests on hand, so we went ahead and recorded the first part with our guest, and then I got Nave in at the backside. So, bummer. Yeah, once we say goodbye to our guests, we bring Nave in, and he brings out big heartfelt appreciation for our game. So be sure to listen on after the in-theme music. Also, uh, check out Game Positive. They're going to have an episode featuring me on there where I am also quarantined away from the guests, uh, the other guests, because I'm a guest there. And we also were just recently on Gaming Duo uh, podcast where we talked about the PlayStation Plus subscription, the classic games, and we talked about something else. Oh, uh, Spider-Man almost being on uh, an Xbox game. Links will be below in the description. Let's get to the episode. I'll put them there. Bye-bye now. No, not bye-bye. You won't hear me for another hour. Hello and welcome to Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. I'm your host, Philip, and I'm here with my co-op partner, Nave. Each pod, we play through a cooperative experience to relate to you, the listener. This game is the criminal crime of co-op, something better off playing solo. In this episode... We get into some sweet RuneScape action. So let's hit it. This is where I would say, hey, Nave. But Nave decided to sleep in for the podcast he scheduled at 7 a.m. on a Sunday. <laughs> so instead, I would like to welcome our new co-op partners replacing Nave officially, Bill and Dylan. We'll start with you, Bill. Bill, where are you from? Because I have also not really talked to you guys, and Nave was the one that was your handler to get you guys on the pod. And they just did not show up, so you just... Left me hanging here? What a jerk, am I right? Yeah, it, it happens sometimes. Um, but I guess uh, I'm Bill, other known as, I guess my screen name online is The Barber Who Games, and I'm the co-host of the Gaming and Collecting Podcast, which is a gaming, a supposedly gaming-focused podcast I host with my uh, sister Alex, where we talk about a lot of gaming and anime-related topics, and the collecting part is kind of implied. That's all I like to say. Nice, nice. And what about you, Dylan? Where are you oh, from? I am from the Offshore Games cast. My buddy Dave and I, we just we shoot the shit, talk about games every week, all the recent news, and just what we've been playing. Nice. Uh, offshore Games, are you guys actually offshore? We we are not offshore. We are actually onshore. Oh, okay. <laughs> it went, uh, picking a podcast name was a journey. Uh, yep, I can relate to that. <laughs> it's a journey. I went with the most generic thing possible. <laughs> Bill, you mentioned uh, your podcast is gaming and collecting. Uh, the, the full name is gaming, collecting, looking back at the games that shaped us. Yeah. Uh, do um, you have like a uh, a favorite in your collection? Like maybe not like the best game, but just something you you enjoy collecting. Before I got into podcasting, I actually have a uh, Instagram blog known just simply as the Barber Who Games, and it's where I post my. Uh, full-on game collection that I've been uh, I've been collecting since 2009 I want to say like is when I fully got into it and I collect for pretty much everything now at this point like pretty much every console imaginable um, I have a soft spot for the Sony consoles because that's what I grew up with and I'm a big um, RPG collector so I have a lot of um, PS1 like style RPGs uh, my favorite game of all time is Persona 4 Golden uh, just a whole bunch of stuff like that nice nice I've went I've went down that rabbit hole of collecting and man <laughs> it gets expensive. Oh yeah. So 
10 to like 18 was like the golden era of collecting. And like, since then it's just now everybody's into it. And it's like one of the most expensive and just frustrating hobbies you can get into right now. Yeah. I I have a decent like retro collection. I just, at some point in the last couple of years, I had to like just stop (laughs) just because of money. It's so much. Mm -hmm. Definitely. We're to think about those games actually like rising in value more and more as time goes on. Yep. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, um, I have a copy of, uh, persona 2 eternal punishment on the playstation 2 i mean playstation 1 i got that for about 20 dollars back in the day and now it's like a 200 almost 300 dollar game yes yeah, so ps1 games are crazy oh yeah all right so we are a gaming podcast so usually we ask our new guest on the pod a gaming like history question like if you have a notable co-op memory so let's start with you dylan you have a notable co-op memory you would like to share with all our co-op partners at home. I don't know if I have a notable memory, but ever since being in a relationship with someone who also games, it kind of completely changes the way you look at co-op games. Because previously I was you know, almost all single player other than like online games like RuneScape, which I did play mostly solo. But now I look at like any game that has co-op as the focus, I'm much more interested like immediately it's a hook for me now dude i know exactly what you mean anytime i see a co-op game that pops into like i don't know game pass or whatever it's like an instant download no matter what it is it could just be the dumbest looking game but like with my kids and my wife i'm like look here's a controller we are going to play this together (laughs) even if it's something i've never heard of like uh spaghetti space sisters three or whatever which is on game pass yeah (laughs) and it's just like a top-down shooter but it's co-op so it's fun. Yeah, I was uh, something like Redfall, which we know nothing about. That got delayed, and a lot of people don't seem to really care, especially because I came with the Starfield delay. But I'm sitting here like, man, we were looking forward to that one. Yeah, definitely. So what about you, Bill? Do you have a notable co-op memory you'd like to share? Um, well, I mean, uh, RuneScape was probably my biggest, like, f- played with friends game. But um, aside from that, like, uh, I have, um, as I said, my co-host is my uh, sister, and we're only a year apart in age, so we've like grown up together pretty much our entire lives. And we, if there was like a game that was two player back in the day, we would try to play it. And she's never been like back in the day; she was never the biggest like gamer per se, so she was never amazing at games. But we'd still struggle through it all the time. Like one of our biggest was probably uh the original Lego Star Wars, like back. In oh the yeah, day. like that game was like like one of my favorite memories it was frustrating back in the day but she always had a fun tendency of jumping off the stage repeatedly and just like and then you lose money yep and it would just drain away and i'd be like please stop don't do that but uh back in the day it was frustrating but nowadays it's like probably one of my most some of the most cherished memories just because it was how close we were at the time uh, i think that goes through. right into the games we've been playing in this last week or so because i picked up from my local library they had the new lego star wars and it is pretty good I've heard. Yeah, had a chance to play about it? this. No, I will, I'm I'm interested though. Okay, so, so let me uh, warn you real quick. This is not classic Lego Star Wars. They definitely have like re reworked the series because in the old ones, I feel like because I've played multiple of the old ones. I did like uh, Lego Star Wars, the original trilogy, the complete like the complete. I forgot what they called it. The one that had all of them in it, like Lego Star Wars, like three. Oh, uh, at Lego Star Wars, the complete saga. It was just basically one and two stuck together yeah. with a bunch of added yeah. stuff. Yeah, that was it. Because I thought this was just going to be like an expanded saga, but this is a complete rework. Mm. Like 
everything is different. They have voice acting now. It's crazy. I say voice acting because sometimes they look like they're pulling lines directly from the movies. And other times it looks like they had to get some actors in there to kind of make it sound like them. And they definitely put a lot more love into the, uh, what are they called? The sequel uh, saga than they did the other ones. Like, it's weird how much as like mechanically they added to it. Mm. Yeah, currently, like, I'm I'm not living, I don't, I'm not living, I'm living in my sister's apartment, so I don't have access to like any of my games really at the moment. So I haven't been able to uh, pick it up. I, I'm curious about it at some point, though. No, like it's good. It. I've been playing it with my nine-year-old and she's having a good time and she doesn't even really like the Star Wars movies, but she likes Lego, so we're having a good time. Mm-hmm. I assume you guys have seen Star Wars, right? All yeah, of them, yeah. Probably. I've, I've seen all okay. of the, the main films anyways. I oh, haven't cool. seen episode nine. You're not missing much. You're okay. Yeah, that's, that, from what I understand, I'm not missing much, yeah. <laughs> it is just weird how it almost it almost feels like they tried to make a a sequel Lego game and then just tacked on the other levels because in Lego star Wars, you know, the original ones back in the day, it was so many levels. Like every scene mm-hmm. was basically like a level that you would travel through and spend at least, I don't know, five to 10 minutes clearing this one zone with a little boss battle at the end, usually. And in this one, I think I kill Phantom Menace. I beat all of Phantom Menace in less than an hour. And it was about four or five levels. If that, you're initially on the Trade Federation ship. You go to the swamp. Okay. You're in the boat. You're in the cat, or was it uh, Theed on Naboo? Then you fast travel the Coruscant for two seconds, come back to Theed, and then the game's over. And I'm like, that was so fast. Like, so, <laughs> so many it's kind of like a, an abridged version of the original. It really is. They abridged everything, except for in the new saga, where we spend, I don't know, like 15, 20 minutes, it seemed. Just looting the the down star destroyer on Jakku, and you you have like new mechanics where you have to like craft items to like there's always building in it, but you're specifically like crafting jetpacks and hmm. net launchers that you can shoot on the walls and then climb on, and only Ray can do this. Like whoever is playing as BB-8 is just kind of spinning circles in the corner. Uh, so it was it's like weird. it was like that classic um the original game the. Uh, episode where you play as obi-wan and the other player gets to be r4 yeah like on the droid mission or the droid the uh jango yeah going to the the cloning facility yeah yeah Yeah, it's just like that it's man this isn't a fantastic co-op interaction but then they seem to nail it whenever you go into the the ship with the octopus with han solo and chewbacca where you guys get separated in the movie they get separated too and ray is like down inside like the floor and they're like how do we get to the hangar and then Han's like, figure it out, you know? And basically they're just like a big space fight with squids and pirates or whatever. Yeah. And that part was awesome because we were split up except, you know, I'm yelling at my kid, just push the button so we can progress. <laughs> nice. How is voice acting in, I, I remember in the older Lego games, they just make like little squeaks essentially. Yeah. They, pan, they pantomime yeah. the whole time, yeah. which is, yep. I, I actually kind of prefer that in a lot of ways, but I teach his own. Like the voice acting's fine, but it almost loses some of the charm where like Star Wars is a uh bloated series at this point where there's a lot of lines and quotes they just have to make it in. Like so many of the I got a bad feeling about this and <laughs> I fought with your father in the Clone Wars or whatever that like the lines that have to make it into the series, now this is pod racing, they will force in whenever they can. Mm-hmm. So much so that it seems like we will have a whole cutscene just so they can say one of those lines 
and I love hearing them, but it's also a little gratuitous. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That feels... <laughs> I'd have to see it, but that feels weird, like a just one of the Lego characters seriously delivering lines like that. Yeah, that, that's kind of how my, my thoughts on it were. <laughs> well, yeah, it is weird, because then you get the shock of right after that, they're you know doing slapstick in the background with Jar yep. Jar getting his like tongue stuck to the bottom of C-3PO and flipping him over. Stupid <laughs> stuff like that, which I love the slapstick. But come on, guys. Yeah, that's that sounds like what I want. <laughs> All right, Dylan, I see you put uh, Soundfall on your list. Yeah, have you guys heard, heard of this, this game? One. No, I don't think so. Uh, it's a newer game. It came out just a few weeks ago. It's like a mix between a rhythm game and a dungeon crawler, like twin stick shooter, where you have this... Uh, this metronome at the bottom going to the beat of whatever song is playing and you have to shoot along to that beat and if you're not shooting along to the beat you're basically doing no damage and if you keep not shooting to the beat your gun just stops working Hmm. it's a lot of fun as someone who likes rhythm games um they do a really good job of not letting you get too lost because i don't do you guys are you into rhythm games at all i enjoy them every now and then you know, it could be very easy to, once you get off beat, you're like, you're fucked. Hmm. Like, to, to recover from it. They do a really good job of letting you, like, kind of step back and get back into the beat of, of things. Um, no licensed music, but it is, I'm enjoying the music more than I thought I would. It's not just, like, generic music. There's, like, actual lyrical songs happening with a absolutely ridiculous story. You're a barista named Melody, and you got sucked into the world this of Symphonia, and there's Discordians nice. everywhere looking mm. to to ruin music for everybody. It sounds like, um, did you play, uh, was it BPM, bullets per minute? No, but uh, I know what you're talking about, and the, the way the metronome works where it's like coming in like that is very similar. Yeah, it's, it's everything's on the beat in that yep. game as well. I haven't played it, but uh, we talked about it on the pod once, Nave had a big discussion about it and i'm like yeah that sounds cool but i still haven't played it yeah i want to yeah i want to play bullets per minute too but very very similar idea just not a first person shooter is it from like a like do you know what studio did it no i'd have to look let's see Soundfall. uh it's from noodle cake drastic games drastic games yeah i don't know i don't know who they are i don't know either and they only uh, have it's it's a lot of fun it's only have really Soundfall cool. listed. So that's pretty cool for just a single studio to drop a actually like interesting title like that. Hmm. Yeah, so much I, of Steam is like shovelware. I feel like it's hard to pull off like a rhythm game to really feel good. Especially with just how many of them there are now. Right. Yeah. But it, it feels it feels tight. It was addicting. I, I've only played for one night, but I was I was in there for a few hours. Nice. Sounds good. Uh, you also have Elden Ring listed. Is this your first playthrough, or you just haven't put I'm, it down? I'm still still working on my first playthrough. I'm I gotta be approaching 50 hours now. I'm this game is incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's like weirdly good. I got it at the worst possible time, unfortunately, because I ended up um I, I just switched jobs, so I'm like uh. I'm currently, like I said, I was living in, I'm living in my sister's apartment right now, and I got Elden Ring right before that happened, but now I don't have my PS5, so I can't play it. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah. It, it baffles me how 
So I'm exploring this whole map and basically on foot because I'm trying to not miss anything. And it baffles me how every single corner of the map, like every spot has something unique to it. I feel like it's setting the standard for what open world games should have been for a long time. Yeah. And it's interesting, especially when you compare it to like Skyrim, which is, you know, like the triple A open world game of the last generation, you know, and seeing how we've come from there. It is so much more immersive to find these cliffs, just or not these cliffs, but like the caves, just like spread around the ruins instead of having the map markers that are like, hey, it's been 50 feet and you haven't found a cave entrance. Here's one, you know, where it seemed almost right. like they gridded them out like every every 50 feet. You're going to have something to do. It, it it impressed me, like just from my short time playing it, just how big that world actually is. Like this is like really so what big. I truly think of like with next generation, like the I guess we're at Gen 9 now, like whatever, whatever no it is. But um, like because the previous generation, the two biggest open world games of the last generation were actually like just re-releases of older games. Because I always think Skyrim and uh, GTA Five, which are still yeah. being re-released to this day. Um, but yeah, no, this is like a completely another level. Like the amount of detail, like I'm amazed they pulled it off, honestly. Yeah, I I, I think about it frequently, like the actual development of this game and how they managed to. Not make it feel overstuffed, but like everywhere you go, there's something for you. Mm. And I much prefer the way they handle their map with like, you can kind of see little outlines of like, oh, there's a building here. Let's go check it out. As opposed to climbing a tower, then I have 5 million map markers everywhere. I also like how, I like how uh, nonlinear it was too. Like there's no like real, like you have to do this. You can do whatever you want. It might not be recommended to do it however you want, but you can do you can do whatever you want, as they say. I, I have two of the great runes now, which like I can go finish the game if I wanted to. I could go beat it, but yeah. I'm like I said, fifty hours in, about fifty, and I have only explored a portion of the map. Mm. It actually reminded me a lot of uh, Breath of the Wild with like the whole just like you can do whatever you want. You can totally. go finish the game right away, or you can explore for like another hundred hours if you want. Totally, I think this does the Breath of the Wild thing, but honestly, does it better. True. More powerful hardware and just Yeah. More it, time. it feels a little less, less climbing than Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And less climbing, yeah. Well, yeah as, climbing as, got so old so fast. Well, I mean, as Pokemon Legends uh showed us, the Breath of the Wild engine has potential, but I just don't think the Switch is powerful enough at this point. So Yeah. I mean I I love the Switch. I do too. I... It's like one of my favorite systems of all time. Like I right just now feel I'm like playing old Ninu Kuni on it, and it looks good on the little screen. Uh, I haven't played it really docked, and I think the Switch is powerful enough for what I want it for. Which oh is yeah, JRPGs. Yeah, I mean it's definitely powerful. It's just unfortunate we're getting to the point now where the other systems are so much more powerful. Oh yeah, but at the same yeah, time, the Switch is them, the Switch is still killing them though. Yeah. Have you guys plenty of played any of those games that they stream to the Switch? Oh, the uh, control. I, you mean like uh, Kingdom Hearts? How they yeah, did that? Yeah, Kingdom Hearts. I think yeah. What did did they do that with Control? They did it with Control as well. I, I played no. a bit of Kingdom Hearts one. I mean, I, I'll say I'd rather play it on the the HD collection on like PS4 or PS3, whatever it was. Yeah, because that's that's really like right now at least the only way to play some. I mean, Kingdom Hearts would probably be fine on the Switch, but 
something like Control, like there's no way the Switch is running that. Native. I know they did that with Resident Evil Seven, but it never came out over here. It was only right. a Japan Japan only thing. That would be so hard with these like titles that are so built on like HD graphics, such mm-hmm. as Control and Resident Evil. It's like these games are meant to be beautiful to look at, and if you're playing it on a tiny screen, you can't really appreciate that as much. Mm-hmm. Or if you're playing it docked, are you getting the bandwidth you need? Yeah, for those high resolution. But then on the flip side, though, like you look at games like uh, Mortal Kombat 11, which is like one of the most compromised graphically ports I think the Switch has got. But the game plays like spot on phenomenal to uh, the main console versions. I haven't tried. Uh, sounds pretty good, though. It, it's it's hilarious when you play because it it's like it looks terrible, but it plays <laughs> just as good. Like it's like amazing. Like they comp- they sacrificed graphics for like that perfect like 60 FPS. Yeah. Like it was great. Well, uh, have you guys seen the videos of like Dragon Ball fighters, but the graphics are all on low and it's just like polygons basically hitting yep. each other. Even that just looks so bad. Um, but I will boy, say, D- I will say DBZ Kakarot runs really good on the switch. Yeah, it does. I also have it on there. All right. Uh, Bill, what have you been playing? Um, so I've been a bit limited on, cause I, my, currently my only systems I have access to are my, um, my switch and my Vita of all things. So I've been kind of alternating. Um, before I moved to, I moved to the, my current uh, living residence. I was playing a lot of Yakuza Zero. Oh yeah. Oh man. Because I was kind of in the, I, I was in that mood. I wanted to replay the Yakuza series, and I got through halfway through Zero when I had to put that on hold for uh, the time being. But uh, I, I love Yakuza. It's like one of my favorite, like uh, goofy series ever. Oh, ditto. Uh, Zero is probably my favorite of the bunch. Zero or uh, Like a Dragon. Those are like my two like recommendations, I always say. I think Like a Dragon, story-wise, character-wise, it, it's great. I'm not super into turn-based combat. See, I love that, so it's, that's like why I enjoyed it more than most people did. Totally, yeah. But, oh, God, what a, what a good series. I just love how it's like, it's supposed to be super serious, but there's nothing serious about it. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nothing at all. That's the best part. Like there's Even just when something... it is serious, it's so over the top. Yeah, there's just something funny about running down the street, and then like some, you just all of a sudden hear like someone in the back go, "Hey, it's that guy," and then you just get into a street fight for no reason, <laughs> and then you blast the guy with a shotgun, and then he just it cuts to him holding his stomach, being like, "Wow, you're really strong," and then runs away. <laughs> well, yeah, you canonly don't kill anyone, right? No, <laughs> yeah. unless, unless it's a plot, unless it's plot important. But you can like pull Wolverine claws and slash people up, right? Oh yeah, in zero. yeah, no problem. Just attack random people for no reason. Like, well, they attacked you first, but I, I like just going to like the karaoke bar and doing karaoke or playing like outrun yeah. on the arcade machine. That's that's one of the things I absolutely love about the Oxus series is that one of the first things I do once the map actually opens up after the whole story intro, I will spend hours just at the batting cages doing karaoke. They have it's so interactive. Runs. Like, yeah, the amount I of- love it. And it's amazing how Sega finally realizes that we actually like it. So they're actually giving us every game now, for the yeah. most part. Yep. Like, I'm convinced, like, Sega is literally carried right now by Yakuza and Atlas stuff. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't forget about Sega All-Stars Racing Transform 2, the classic kart adventure game. Kart oh, racing shit. game. It's so good. Adventure. Do you mean Sonic Team Racing, or is this a different game I'm thinking? No, they made Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing Transformed, which has like... Oh, yeah, I like that the, game. The Total War characters. Um, I'm trying yeah. to think. 
Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. And it also had Wreck It Ralph and Danica Patrick for some reason. Of course. Oh, yeah. Danica Patrick, of course. Which is hilarious because as a NASCAR fan, even we don't like her that much. <laughs> <laughs> but her marketing team must be killing it to get her in a uh, Sega game. Well, at the time, maybe. Now she's. Eh. <laughs> I, don't know where, I don't know where she is anymore. All right, Bill, you've been playing anything else? Um, other than that, I've been. I restarted playing uh, LA Noir again on the Switch. Just to give it another go. But you know all the answers. You know who did it, who done it. Well, yes, but instead of truth, doubt, and lie, now it's good cop, bad cop, and accuse. Oh, is it? Yeah, they changed it. They, for the, they reframed it because they, they changed good. it. Yeah, they changed it up for the uh, the re release. I, I mean, it's still the same fun game. And I'm actually exploring the city now, trying to find all the uh, silly stuff. Yeah. I mean, I still think that game holds up pretty well, even yeah, like. the game is really the, good. I mean, it's a little rough around the edges, especially some of the the facial capture because i mean that was the first game that really did that but all in all that it's still pretty great i've been playing that and before i left the only other series i was playing was i was replaying uncharted and the classic i have not gone to yet one day i'll get a playstation yeah i've i've tried the first uncharted a couple times and maybe i need to just skip it and move on to the other ones um, I, 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 it just too- doesn't Two's do it for me. Which version did you play, the original or the remaster? No, the original. Maybe try the remaster. The remaster fixes a lot of problems. All right. Um, two is definitely the best game in the franchise. Well, I think it's four personally, but two is like the the one that general fans love. But um, for the most part, they're they're not for everybody. I will say. I mean, I enjoyed the the recent uh, Tomb Raider trilogy. So, like Uncharted should be right up my alley because I know they're very similar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uncharted, I think, it has its very distinct storytelling, though, that like Naughty Dog was like known for at the time. Right. Let's move right along. So I have a very extensive backlog, which I did not work on this week. Started reporting co-op partners. Instead, I just played FTL again <laughs> because it's I still haven't finished it after so many hours in this tiny little game. So good. You guys played it? I have not. not. Oh, man. Uh, it's... From the dude that made Into the Breach. Have you played that one? Um, I'm behind on everything, unfortunately. Was that, no, that's that funny. like, uh, kind of top-down like yeah, strategy? Top down. Yeah, and you, yeah. I, I've seen it. It's not typically my type of game. I mean, it's pretty brutal, and it is. It did came out, come out back in 2012, so it's a little old at this point. But that's okay, because we're here to talk about old games. And this is where Nave would put in his little news segment for... Twitter and what gaming deals he got this week, but he didn't show up. Boo! Come on, Boo this man. What a loser. Ooh. But if we're talking about gaming deals, they have the Bioshock, uh, was it the Trilogy Collection remaster? I on think the that's Store? what it was. Yeah. Yep. Uh, if you're listening, you still have like two days to go get it. That's all the Epic Store. That's one of those cases where it's like, it's always one of those games that's like, oh, it's all the games I bought already. Multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Then, even if they're the remasters, Steam gave away the remasters if you own the original games for those. So I have already have them all on Steam. I mean, I have the original. I have the original three on PS3, and then I I bought all of them on uh, the Switch. So I just already have them. But it's like Great cool games. for people who haven't played them. Oh yeah, one yeah. in one in Infinite, especially uh, two's good too, but not in a different way. Yeah, yeah it's it's different. Uh, Infinite right. though, that game is on another level. Yeah, it's awesome. 
I remember yeah, the man, ending like, of that game blowing my mind. <laughs> same. I'm like, that one was just a, a mind blower where I'm like, we got really doing this right now. Oh yeah. Like, we got like a, we got a two for one during that. Cause that came out the same time as a uh, last of us, uh, the original right. one. And it was like yep. two of these like mind blowing games at the time. What was the game where you traveled through time and shot yourself in the back? Cause I'm not uh, uh, the Konami one, right? I'm uh, not sure. I know the game because it has freaking Spirit of Destiny or something, I want to say. I remember there was a game where... Uh, it's a PS2 game, right? I don't know. The only thing I'm getting is like maybe Singularity. But that doesn't sound too familiar. It was like you were like rescuing yourself or you were, you were rescuing a guy in a burning building. And at the end of the game, you like go back around and you have to stop you from rescuing that guy by shooting yourself. So both of you die in the building. This sounds like a Konami game that I've played, I, but it, it's the name is Escape. I'm going on my collection because I swear I have it. I don't and know what like, game this is, but that sounds pretty cool. Dude, it was lit. <laughs> I don't remember what game it was, but I remember thinking, I can't believe they did this in a game. Shadow, Shadow of Destiny, is that it? Shadow of Destiny? That does not sound familiar. That doesn't no. even sound like a game. <laughs> I've convinced this is the one, but I don't know. It had oh, time well. travel and it was goofy as hell. I mean, I love time travel and uh, time splitters, which is also goofy. Uh, as hell. Time, there, there's a new one coming out because they brought the team back together somehow. <laughs> somehow. They're going to pull wait. a Psychonauts too. Like, we finally did it, boys, after all these years. I, I'm all for another time splitters. I love that series. All right. Well, let's take this moment to thank our patrons. Old Pinecone and Michael Superbacker. Couldn't do without you, boys. And instead of going to check out our Patreon, dear co-op listeners, how about you check out our new two guests here at Offshore Gamescast and... Gaming and collecting and what else was the rest of it? Oh, gaming and collecting, looking back at the games that shaped us. Uh, you can just type in gaming and collecting podcast. You'll probably find us. Perfect. And with that, let's take a quick break. Boom, 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 and the music plays. No, I, that was lovely music, though. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. I, I should still be good. <laughs> Don't worry. I added in the music later. No, you, 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 should just, you should just leave it like that. I've started just leaving it like that as well, too. (laughs) And we're back. Our game this week, famously known as Old School RuneScape, by our boys over at Jagex, who I I was talking to Bill about this before we were recording, but back in 2000, I put down 2007 as the release date for this game, but apparently he knows the real history of the game. The original version of RuneScape first released in 2001, which is now commonly known as RuneScape Classic, which is no longer available to play, unfortunately. Um, so around 2003 to four, the game was heavily upgrade updated with a like a, it was like kind of like an open beta uh, as RuneScape Two, which when it eventually released, which is kind of like the definitive what people think of as when they think RuneScape, yeah, was eventually just renamed to simply RuneScape. And nowadays is the basis for what is now known as old school RuneScape. And I believe it was around 2013 when the game had its second major update, which is the now the current form known as RS3, uh, com- commonly uh, with the fans, to differentiate it. Yeah. Because the old school RuneScape was then later re-released, and old school RuneScape is based off of an old version of RS2 from 2007, I want to say. Okay, that explains the number I got because whenever I try to look this up, just RuneScape had so many different release dates. But now that I see that it was like a um, a constant process and not a hard release time, mm-hmm. that makes more sense for all the dates I got. So I tried to find an accurate description of what RuneScape is, 
But the real problem is RuneScape is uh you can play it a lot of different ways for what mm-hmm. seems like such a yeah. simple system. So I wanted to kind of go around the circle and just talk about maybe like your history with the franchise or just how you played the game recently or back in the day. Uh, you want to start, Dylan? Sure. So I don't remember how old I was. It was over 10 years ago at this point, but this game was essentially my life for probably a good three years. Um, my God. Are you, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I made it. You're making me feel bad because <laughs> I was worse. <laughs> it yeah it co- just completely. I was never into like MMOs or anything like World of Warcraft. I've dabbled, but not really. Uh, this this was my jam, and the thing I I think what hooked me about it is I can be very uh, kind of counter to what I was saying about Elden Ring earlier. I can be very like present me with this nice like checklist of things to do. And I find it very satisfying to just like level things up, check off these quests. So the fact that I could sit there for hours and just mine, just mining for <laughs> hours and watch that, that level slowly tick up. Cause at some point it takes a real long time. Yeah. <laughs> Especially now I can imagine, uh, completely addicted to that loop. Yeah, that sounds, that's the basis like a uh, runescape experience. Uh, if I had to step in about my little experience with it, I remember back in like was it like elementary school before, uh, like schools had proper like website blockers, even installing the computers, you could still go onto RuneScape. And in the computer lab, when they just said like the teacher didn't care, and he's like, "I don't care anymore, kids, just do whatever," you know, like you still got ten minutes of class <laughs> left, like typing classes over. We'd be like, well, "It's RuneScape time, boys," and we'd all go to RuneScape and just start. Start killing cows, start walking around, start dying. And of course, being young and dumb, I had no idea the actual mechanics behind the game. So I was terrible and died a lot to just anything. (laughs) But it didn't matter because we were young and dumb. And I remember, like, before I even played it, my friends hyping up on the playground. Like, there's this game. It'll let you do anything. You can go out (laughs) to the wilderness. You can just murder people and take their stuff. And I'm like, this game sounds incredible, said little eight-year-old Philip. Little did I know <laughs> that I am not actually into the hardcore looter MMOs. Mm. If I die and all my stuff is gone, I feel sad. I found the wilderness absolutely terrifying as a yeah, kid. Yeah, same. Absolutely yeah, was... terrifying. I pretty much never went into it. I went in once, lost everything, never again. Yep. <laughs> all right, Bill, what about your history with the game? So my history is uh, pretty uh, pretty crazy. Um, so back in the day, like, I knew about games per se, but I had never had access to like a PC at the time that could do anything. Like we had like potato PCs that could play like humongous entertainment games. That was about it yeah. back in the day. So I always heard about RuneScape because I went to like summer camp a lot back in the day. And like the kids would always be talking about it. And I'd always be kind of like, what's this? But back in the day, because kids kind of suck when you're a kid and no one would share with you if you weren't in on it. So if you tried to like get in to figure out more about it, no one would share so i was always kind of awkwardly in the corner like sitting there like i have final fantasy i've played that anyone (laughs) want to talk about this no okay i'll continue to sit here um so eventually like a few years go on and then i get to i'm in like middle school at the time and my an associate i had at the time uh was really big into the game and he had been trying to get me to play it and i couldn't play it because i didn't have a computer that had internet access 
So okay. he decided one day we were hanging out and he was like, you know what? I'm going to make you a RuneScape account. And when he said, when he said, make me a RuneScape account, he meant literally do everything. <laughs> so he's like, this is tutorial Island. This is how you play game. I'm like, can, can I? No, no. Okay. Then no. <laughs> he's like, then we, he finishes that and he's like, leaves me a lumber. He's like, here's your password. Here's your account. Go have fun. And I was immediately like, all right. So I go home and I like, I think I begged my mother to like, let me use the internet computer just so I could get on and change the password and like establish that account as mine. Yeah. And then I kind of wandered around for like a few minutes. was like, I don't know what to do because he literally did everything. (laughs) And I think I got killed by a goblin. And then I just stopped after that Um, until, but it kind of triggered something where I was kind of like, I really want to play that because that was fun. And after that, we eventually did get internet access on our computers. And I think that's kind of when like the floodgates like kind of opened where it was like, I just want to play like I, I didn't stop playing it. Like it was like literally like the after school every day for like hours on end. Like for and I think I played my orig- initial run of RuneScape was from 2006 to 2013, right when RS3 came out. Which uh, you played a lot of RS3. How's RS3? Does it so, build up a lot up, or is it like really divergent in the series? The game itself is for the most part the same. They've changed a lot of mechanics particularly with how combat works because it's a lot more complicated now now it's kind of like world of warcraft light in a lot of ways oh you have like like abilities and a hot bar yeah there's like a hot bar where you can like change things up um it's not for everybody there is a mode called legacy mode which kind of reverts back to the a sort of like the the standard point and click but it you're so far behind from everyone else because the game is based around the new combat system. Um, I will say the HD graphics look really cool now. Like I do enjoy the way it looks. Um, they have also changed around the world map a bit because you don't start in Lumbridge anymore. Now you start in what? Uh, yeah, I know. That's blasphemy. You you start in like Birthrup now of all places because that's a free area now, and they've like expanded the, the the free area quite a bit. Like there's quite a few. I think you can get into Mortania now in the free world. Like. It's it's surprising. So I assume with these changes is they've probably added like microtransactions, right? Uh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's on a modern um, game without them. I mean, <laughs> you don't have to use them. If you're not playing competitively, they're really not that intrusive. Like you okay, Oh no. That's good. They're pay to win. They're not just like cosmetics. Uh you can buy so there's a thing called Treasure Hunter now. Where you get three keys, well, actually, it's only two, but if you have Premiere, which I currently have, uh, you get three keys a day. And the keys you can use for this mini game called Treasure Hunter, and you can get stuff like experience lamps and money and shit. Okay. Granted, you don't have to use this. You can ignore it, but... Oh, do they still have, uh, what were they called, clue scrolls? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're kind of irrelevant now, but they are still yeah. around. I, even back in the day, they were mostly irrelevant. But I went through a little phase where I was just addicted to killing goblins at Lumbridge to get those mm-hmm. clue scrolls and hope for the best. So in my bank account right now, in my my uh, main account, I have like th- hundreds of clue scrolls just sitting there that I just can't be bothered <laughs> to do right now. Oh, yeah, you see that that hurts me. I remember when I when a clue scroll finally dropped, I would be so excited. See, my, my problem is I have ninety nine in every skill, so I'm kind of just kind of like, okay, yeah, I'm like, oh, I can do these, I guess. Or I could not. Also, you can go above ninety nine now. That what's what's the max? One twenty. One twenty. Okay. Is there um, actually things you do with the skill, or is it just for like the leaderboard? 
Uh, most of them in leaderboard, there is like a specific select ones, particularly the new skills they've added that actually go beyond. Although they did make certain ones like Herblor goes beyond now to 120. Slayer goes to 120. Those are the two old ones I can think of off the top of my head. All right. So for our listeners at home, let's highlight what the, the core gameplay is or the loop of what you actually do in this game. I said at the beginning that this game is hard to describe because you have so much player player will or action you can how you want to play this game every time i've started it up because i've played multiple accounts over the years as every time i seem to start an account i either forget the password it gets hacked and turned into a bot and therefore banned or you know i just completely forget i, I was even playing runescape but every time i go i gotta be a cow slayer just gotta kill those cows in lumbridge yep that's that's how you start <laughs> See, I was more of goblin, goblin killer, which is a little bit more dangerous at the start. But <laughs> yeah, it's funny um, now. But you can't do that anymore because you start in birth room now. You can walk over and kill the cat, or is Lumbridge paid only? Well, and Lumbridge is Lumbridge is pretty far away from birth room. Oh, okay, I guess I didn't make it that far because uh, if we just talk about game time, I got in about one day in eighteen hours. Quick maths, what is that like forty something hours or whatever? Yeah, and man. I felt like I was drained. I'm sorry. Like, uh, Nave is a big RuneScape fan. I felt physically drained after putting in yeah. that much time in the last two weeks playing this game. Not to mention, I was bamboozled. Nave said this was a co-op game. I think I've seen one instance of required co-op in this game at all. Oh, and That so was the Shield of Arlov quest. Fun, fun fact. What's in, in RS3, uh, they've taken away the co-op aspect, so you don't even have to do it anymore. You can't. You still can but yeah. it's not a requirement anymore, <laughs> which yeah. to be fair, as someone who didn't have friends back in the day is a godsend for an MMO. It is very strange how like, so I, as I'm sure you did too, Bill there, you kind of end up making some friends off RuneScape. But if you were to ask me what we did together, I, I wouldn't have an answer as opposed to like playing. It would just kind of like stand there and hang out whenever I was like playing the actual game. You're doing it mostly just by yourself. Um, you want to? You want me to tell my story about my my friend? Well, not friend, but uh, one of the RuneScape quote unquote gangs I was in. Oh, oh God, please do. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so uh, that that same uh, associate that like made my account, um, he had this whole like. So he was like probably one of the most like. Um, so you know, like back in the day, how like RuneScape was like one of those things that everybody pretty much played, but not everyone was super open about it. Oh yeah, it's low key. It's like it's kind of lame, but everyone played it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. kind of like it's kind of like like anime and like gaming and stuff. It's like everybody I'm pretty sure watches it or has at least seen it, but not everyone will admit it. Well, he was one of those guys who was like so like worried about his like reputation that he was like super like he wouldn't even like he wouldn't like say the name word RuneScape in school. Instead, he'd refer to it really cryptically as the game. Oh my God. Which I was like, dude, you're a freaking dork. Like, stop. What? I was going to say, what a cool dude. No, but like, be when, his friend. well, cause like I would, I'd say RuneScape just publicly. Cause I didn't give a crap. I was like, it's who cares? We're playing a game. And he gets super offended. Like you can't, he, he said it dramatically like this. He was like, you can't talk about the game in school. So every time after that, like I, I would dramatically refer to it as the game as yeah, say, obnoxiously it, as possible. It just makes to, it so serious. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he was like so 
his whole thing was like he because he had been playing longer than all of us because he had got all of our quote-unquote friend circle into the game and he was like the most like probably powerful at the time like level wise so he like did not want anyone getting stronger than him so he would always try to like direct how we played the game because he was weird like that yeah um but he had this whole idea of starting a runescape gang where it was like everyone had to have like brown hair and blue eyes and had to like wear monk oh boy yeah i know in (laughs) hindsight i was like what was up with this guy but um he he was like we all had to wear monk robes and just walk around in like lines and stuff and i was like the whole time i had recruited um alex in to join us on this and she's like this is dumb i'm leaving and just left and i was like always like ruining like the uh his like weird formations and shit because i was just being obnoxious at the time but like i'm pretty sure you were part of a cult See, this was before clans, so it very well might have been. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. It was a cult that I would actually see the person in school, though. Oh, no. <laughs> no one wants yeah. to hang out with their cult leader outside of the cult. But uh, he, it's it's funny, though, because he was, like, super... He, w- he would get so mad if you'd do something, like, you'd, like, do something without his help. Like, uh, there's a quest called The Lost City, um, which is... Um, it, it kind of involves like this, like a, it's like the fairy city, like the hidden fairy city that you can go to. And one of the requirements for the quest is you have to defeat this, like, uh, it's pretty strong. I think it's like a level 80, like tree spirit. But the catch is you don't have any armor because it's on the, uh, the monk island and you can't bring any armor to that island. So I, that quest is pretty challenging, but I, I figured out a way to cheese it because there's a, um, you can still bring runes onto the island, and there is a conveniently placed mushroom that you can stand behind, and the tree spirit Perfect. can't the tree spirit can't hit you when you're standing behind the mushroom. So I just cheesed it that way and killed it with the uh, magic. And he was so butthurt that I che- I cheesed the thing because he did it the hard way, and he like refused to acknowledge that I uh, completed that quest, even though I was sending him screenshots of me and Xanaris being like, "Well, I beat it. I'm here." So ah, got him. Yeah. Yeah, people. Kids were re- kids were really like ridiculous back in the day. I was day. gonna say he sounds like a real fun guy. <laughs> uh, well, there's a reason why I refer to him as an associate. And I kind of figured that. Yeah. If yeah. anyone, if anyone's who's listened to my podcast, I refer to these former associates on many occasions <laughs> for I, many reasons. I forgot to highlight what you actually do in this game. This is a like top-down MMO. Uh, you can walk and talk, click on things, and then you your character walks over and interacts. There is no WSAD movement in this. It's just click and walk, mm-hmm. which is a it's a little old school. But I actually really enjoy this in some of my games. Like, uh, have you guys played Kenshi? No, uh, I played it once. It's been forever though. All right, it is a brutal once again top down RPG, and I, honestly, I see a lot of the spirit of RuneScape in Kenshi. Except in Kenshi, you operate multiple characters at once, and it's single player only. Mm-hmm. But it's all about exploring an expansive world and surviving, doing crafting with uh, with gathering resources. Spent a lot of time mining in Kenshi, which sounds uh, like RuneScape. Yeah, I know. Like yeah, that's like man. my big connection point. Where like the first thing you do in uh, Kenshi is like you get started in the main castle town, not even main castle, just like a desert castle town. And there's a lump of iron and copper right out front, and it's just like, well, I guess is what I'm doing now because it's the only <laughs> way you can feed yourself. Uh, do you does anyone remember an old school RuneScape fighting over a coal rock <laughs> because like you could, only one person could mine a rock at a time back in the day? Uh, yeah, and if you had that one person with the high mining level where they all they would have to do is raise their pickaxe and then they have it. Yeah, you're 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 server hopping trying to 
find the one that doesn't have people. I, I, uh, I know I sound like an RS3 shill, but I will say one of the greatest things about RS3 is you can mine all rocks infinitely as many people as you want now. You don't have to fight over that, a coal, coal rock. Yeah, there's... Thinking back, like, I'm sure if I were to jump into old school RuneScape today, there would be, like, a wave of nostalgia. But there was a lot of inconveniences oh yeah school runescape well it's almost like it's a game from 2004 <laughs> compared to a modern <laughs> game yeah so strange which uh i did want to highlight so of course i knew this game was infamous for botting and my uh, previous account had been banned for botting i wasn't a bot but someone had of course hacked my account and turned it into a bot so we got in there and i'm like all right i need to come up with a, a really clever name and we had just been watching the halo series so i'm like cortana's a bot but I'm like, I don't want to be Cortana. That's too obvious. So I became Bortana. And I went in there and had my female character and everything. And within like five minutes of making it to the cow patch, I had already gotten a RuneScape boyfriend. It was incredible. <laughs> it's true. Buying GS. Yep, that's, yeah. that's, that's on brand for RuneScape. Yep. Oh, fun fact. Did you know in RuneScape Classic, they used to do weddings in game? Yes. Oh my god! And Andrew yep. Andrew Grower, one of the Grower, the creators of the game, the, the Gower brothers, would actually like officiate the weddings in game. <laughs> it was the greatest thing ever. God, I can't tell if that's cringe or cool. You know, let's. Uh, uh, it's it's cringy cool. Yeah, okay. it's both. Because I know in modern games like Final Fantasy fourteen, you can also they also have weddings in game, and for them to be doing this back in old RuneScapes, so weird. <laughs> oh, want to hear another great uh, story of my quote unquote friend? Please do. I love okay. this guy. So this is another great one. <laughs> so I, during my time playing, I hadn't actually encountered his character in game for like my first, like probably like six months playing the game. And at one point I, I told the story in our podcast episode, but it's so great to share. Um, I finally found him and, and he's playing as a woman, which I mean, Hey, that's what you're into. That's what you're into. No judging. But um, he got so defensive over it because of course he did where he was like, so what happened in game was mm-hmm. there's this NPC that comes up to you if you're too wealthy and high of power and he'll change you into a girl. And the only way to get changed back is you have to defeat a level 80 something dragon, which me gullible little 12 year old at the time was like, okay, that makes sense. Uh, of course. Yeah, that but, makes sense. But then as I play the game, I start exploring the world map and I get around to Faldor and I find this little hut called the makeover mage. And I'm like, wait a minute, you can pay to change your gender? And I was like, I was like, that jerk. He just wanted to play as a girl. <laughs> but then here's another, it gets even better. Later on, I get through the game and I finally discover the Dragon Slayer quest. And I'm like, wait a minute, he was doing the Dragon Slayer quest. I was like, you could have just said you wanted to play as a girl. I wouldn't no, have no, cared. No, 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 no. That, that could have led to connotations. Yeah. Did he at least keep the the brown hair and the blue eyes so he could stay? No, no, this was bef- this was before that. Oh, before okay. the cult. <laughs> this was before yeah. his cult. It was such a right. weird thing in hindsight. I still don't get it. It's the cult origin story. So my next point I wanted to raise is, uh, you are obviously a paying member, Bill. Dylan, yes. have you ever paid for RuneScape? Yes. Well, I was a kid, so my mom did. But okay, yes, yeah. I yeah. was the. I think it was was what ten dollars a month fifteen dollars so a month? back in the day it was really cheap like it was like i think it was like seven a month back in the day yeah that's like it great. was significantly cheaper than world of warcraft at the time so 
I guess you guys uh, experienced a lot of the more premium content. I was never a paying member. I've always been a cheap boy. So, you know, I only played the, the free stuff. But this game has an insane amount of content for free players. Oh, yeah. The free world is significantly pretty big. Like, I didn't get... So I had... I started playing in 2006. I didn't get a membership until, like, 2010. Like, it took me that long to get through all the free content. There's just so many, and there's so many, it's not even like, like the paywall, like there is kind of like leveling things where you can't level, I don't know, like, was it, um, was it like crafting or whatever, or not crafting, canoe making, or just like random one-off skills. Acrobatics. Oh yeah, the, uh, there was yeah. the canoe, the, the canoe tree teleports that you can find in Lumbridge down the river, river loam. That was a members only thing. Yeah, um, so yeah like, there, was, there was that whole parkour system that was only members. Agility. <laughs> yep, that's what it was, yep. Greatest way to mostly time savers from from what yeah. I, I've gathered. It was just so you could get around the map faster because that was my breaking point was it started. I started getting the cracks whenever I got a clue from a goblin or whatever. And this is after I've already been playing for many hours. And it's like, hey, you need to or the clue because I didn't know what the clues were. It was just a piece of paper that's like, hey, go talk to crazy Charlie the Tramp over in Varrock and he'll hook you up. <laughs> and I'm like. Might as well. What like I'm trying to get the full experience of this game. That way I can report back on Nave on how much I hate it. So <laughs> I then, you know, go talk to Charlie Tramp and he says, Hey, I need a specific iron dagger crafted by you. And I'm like, I have level one mining, level one blacksmith. But okay, Charlie, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Hours later, I come back <laughs> to this dagger for Charlie. And I'm like, I don't think this was worth it. And that's where the, the crack started. And then the cracks just completely fell through as I was just speed running as many quests as I could. And every time it said, hey, maybe I should go back and talk to somebody at the the green carpet inn back in Varrock or whatever it is. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'll walk to Varrock again. I pull out the map and I'm like, man, this map is big. <laughs> as I'm like, walking. So, yeah. here's my obligatory. I'm going to shill RS3 again. RS3 has a has a new feature called the Lodestone Network where... Once you get to a certain area, there's a thing called the lodestone. Yeah. You activate it and you can teleport to any of the lodestones freely at any time. That would have made this game so much more bearable. Yeah. In old RuneScape, if essentially if you're not a mage who can teleport. Or a member who has access to a bunch of convenient uh, workarounds. Right. Yeah. You're 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 just doomed to walk the map. And it takes a while. And you can only uh, sprint for so much because of how quickly your what was was it stamina is that what they call yeah. it they yeah. added later on they added a mechanic called the rest mechanic where you could sit down on the ground and it would uh it would it would uh, refill faster seems like they've addressed most of the problem <laughs> they have but for some but for some reason the the old school runescape fanboys hate it they prefer to struggle yeah it's just it's what they know plus they're probably already like 99 in all stats and already have like you know the best well, year so you see, here's the thing, my thing. One of the reasons I don't play old school a lot is because when you, if you, if I were to, to use my uh, RS3 account in old school, I'd have to start over. And I have so much history with that account. I just don't want to start over. Yeah. And so, I think a lot of the people who play old school now are people that lost their old accounts and they started from scratch anyways. Yeah. This goes right into one question I wanted to bring up. Do you think this game holds up? Old school RuneScape specifically, huh. or is it too cracked at this point? From a nostalgia standpoint, I'd say it's still a great MMO, but 
even even RS3, I think, isn't a perfect game. But Old School RuneScape, I, I think it's a hard game to recommend to someone new. That's the thing, especially if you've played a lot of newer games. Because I feel like the majority of people playing Old School RuneScape are people who played RuneScape back in the day. Exactly. I think so, or too. people who have got into it via the, like the nostalgia, like a YouTuber was talking about it or something like that. Yeah, I was just based on our conversation we've been having and the the issues that Old School RuneScape has, it, I don't see it necessarily holding up the best. It sounds like RuneScape 3, from what you're saying, is the better modern version. But if I yes were to no. jump in at all, it would be Old School just because yeah, of that Yeah, that's the thing. Because I will say, though, RS3 is complicated as shit. Like, okay. they've reworked. So, you know, smithing back in the day was basically you got the material, you went to the anvil, boom, you have your thing. Yep. Now there's like this whole mechanic of like you have to like watch the heat of the metal and like and like you got to monitor that. And it's like it ta- it's basically they've made it more they've made it actually make more sense contextually, but it's still very uh overly comp it's still like it's less instantaneous and more kind of drawn out in a sense. There was there's a simplicity to just clicking everything and then it just happens. Yeah. Yep. Like uh mining now they have a new mechanic where like uh every once in a while a rock will start glowing and if you hit the rock that's glowing you get more experience so it's kind of a way to keep you from like just like afk in it which speaking of afk is botting still a thing in a uh, old new runescape um rs3 it's not nearly as common because they've fi- they have integrated a ton of like bot anti-bot mechanics yeah a lot of captures pop up be like can you read these letters many of the school buses I think they have programs built into the thing that actually detects some of the botting software now. Yeah. All you need is like what a uh, a Python script to just click on the screen for you every once in a while and you'll be fine. Yeah. Well, it's funny because like back in the old day, their way of getting like around like botting was they had like uh, random events and stuff. Yeah, which those were always kind of those almost the funnest part of the game for me. They were speed hanging out and somebody would pop up and be like Ortana, i need you to kiss this frog right now yeah. and i'm like yeah. i'm not gonna kiss that disgusting frog and then you get turned into a frog and they teleport you to the frog kingdom and i'm like this is not what i signed up for but i'm having yeah. a great time <laughs> yep or or you get teleported to escape rune and you have to free uh you got to free P- prison pete from his uh trail <laughs> his uh his jail cell or you get teleported to the escape rune island where you have to uh you have to feed evil bob uncooked fish but here's the fun fact: because it's escape rune and everything's opposite, you catch, you catch cooked, uh, fish. cooked fish, and cooked. you have to uncook them in the uncooking pot. Do you remember the party room? I don't remember what town that was in. So it was originally in Sears Village, and they moved it to Faldor. Okay, yeah. So I think I remember it being in Faldor. That was I spent too much time there. See, whenever I went there, it was no one was there. It was oh, always it. Yeah, I think. Uh, Maybe there was server hopping involved, but there were there were some parties there. Uh, do you do you remember uh, mini games like uh, Castle Wars, Pest um, Control? Oh yeah, was that that was like the capture the flag type thing, right? Yeah, Castle Wars was like capture the flag, and then Pest Control was kind of like tower defense. Yeah. Oh man, Castle Wars! I spent so much time. I had the exact route where you go underground into those tunnels. Mm-hmm. I hated going out into the open fields because I would just get destroyed by archers and mages. Yeah. But going to the tunnels, I would always be like my try and sneak around to get the flag. It's really depressing, but in RS3, all those games are dead. 
Um, like nobody plays them anymore, so they just sit there un unused. Oh, like they're in the game, but just oh yeah, they're, they're there, but no one plays okay. them. So if you want to play, you'll just go sit in the queue, and no one will show up. It just need to add like an incentive, right? Like make it worth people's time. Well, that's the problem now. It's all the all the new mechanics and like the microtransactions have just made playing those mini games pointless. I think this brings up a good point of everything is like kind of like valued based on time and gold in this because whenever we got into the game, I'm over there and I'm just like murdering goblins, killing cows, fighting whatever, just to level my combat skills. And Nave is yelling at me, but Philip, you need to kill the cows to get the leather so you can sell it on the market. And meanwhile, I'm like, look, dude, I already got a billion dollars for my RuneScape boyfriend. I don't need to kill cows. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but what's your experience with the market in RuneScape? Uh, it's so dumb, <laughs> but it's also <laughs> kind of cool. Um, so it, it's, it's really amazing how, like, the most valued items in the game are, like, paper party hats that, like, uh-huh. are absolutely worthless to the your actual mechanic like oh yeah i've uh, heard of the party stats. hats i have a golden one because i did that event but um because they actually did a an event recently where you could actually get a a, a golden party hat was it it hard? no it was just tedious because you basically had, you had to grind like for hours oh, no. on end to get like you had to get eight golden party hat shards and then combine them together but certain one but certain ones you would get from doing <laughs> There was an anniversary quest that came out around the time that was, um, you could get one from that. You could buy one for an observant observant amount of money. Uh, there was also, um, I think if you if you bought the premier membership, you got one. There was a whole bunch of like stuff like that. But I did the grinding route, and I eventually got the golden party hat, and I immediately. So actually, this is a really cool thing that they've added to RS three. Is um they have cosmetic overrides now. So you can like, rather than compromising your uh, armor, you can keepsake a um, an item to like a certain slot and then just wear that over your armor yeah, as like sense. a cosmetic ar- override. So I have my uh, golden party hat just permanently uh, overrided to my uh, character's uh, head. Yeah, I remember having, you know, my my business outfit and my my casual outfit, <laughs> my armor, and then my uh, I don't remember what they were called. They were these shirts. But there was one that was like very close to skin color. Yep. So <laughs> you do know what I'm talking about? I, I'm aware. I remember the. Yeah, there was that and like the the berets that you could wear. And as a kid, I I, I looked like this buff shirtless guy with a beret, and I felt so cool. See, I ran around in the chicken suit. <laughs> you went a different direction. Well, I had that, that, that was cool. That was my first holiday event, so it was like the, mm-hmm. my holiday item. I was like, I've got a chicken suit. I'm going to run around like a chicken. Yeah, those holiday events are always fun. They were, but now they're like so complicated. Now they make them like quests that you can do like later on, like after the fact. And they're just like, they don't, I don't even think you get a reward for them anymore. Oh, the cosmetics that you would get from doing those holiday events is what it was all about. Yeah. You That's like, why that Santa sort presents or something, and then you get a Santa hat. Uh, I think it was Santa costume. The ha- the Santa hat is one of the rarest items in the game. Yeah, I I had a friend at the time who had one, and I was very jealous. Well, what ha- what the reason why they're so rare is because those were back in the day where like the party the holiday events were literally just they'd randomly drop them around the the world, and you could just grab them. Okay. And most of the uh, most of them got deleted over time because they were all classic accounts yeah. that were deleted. So that's why there's so little of them in the game. Really interesting as far as like seeing a 
a still active community or still active game with finite resources over time. Man, if without like faucets bringing in more resources into the game, some of that stuff just can't be crafted or just doesn't exist anymore. Hmm. But it's kind of funny. Like now that I'm like, because I have level 99 in every skill, I can pretty much make anything I want now as long as I get the resources. So like I've been uh, part of our, our series on our podcast is me and Alex. It's basically me like teaching Alex through the game again. And like anytime she needs armor, I'm like, all right, like give me a minute, I'll make it. So I just spend like while she's training, I'll just be making her like her next armor set, um, which is actually how I found out you don't even have to do Dragon Slayer to wear rune plate bodies anymore. You just make it and wear it. Outrageous. Yep. Well, you need to have the skill level, but you can just make it and then or buy it, and then there you go. Which that don't that seemed to skew my gameplay a little bit is access to the marketplace because my RuneScape boyfriend, of course, gave me a billion dollars. So. <laughs> Which is so weird because like I'm just in the cow patch uh, just hanging out with Nave. I'm like, when does the co-op start? And he's like, kill the cows. And I'm like, okay. And this dude pops up and I'm over there eating, you know, taking raw meat, cooking it, burning half of it. And then he needed to get my health back. And this dude shows up and he's like, hey, man, you want some pizza? And I'm like, sure. Next thing I know, we go on an adventure walking through the desert all the way to the bank where he gives me a whole bunch of pizzas and money. And he's like, so you got a significant other? And I'm like, yeah, my partner back there in the cow patch. And he's like, oh, does he want pizza too? And I'm like, dude, I'm like a 28 year old dude. On <laughs> it's all right. That hey, was probably uh, that was probably like a seven year old kid. So yeah, like I don't know. That was weird. But yeah, um, RuneScape, RuneScape I is so weird. Money then. And pizza. And so I was able to just I was able to buy any armor or any weapon I needed. Just I would just go to the marketplace and be like, oh, I reached the next little little tier marker. Time to upgrade all my armor. And I would just go and buy and then buy a new sword. It's all the way up the, the free ladder. And this game was still was very difficult because without the combat skills, I was still getting messed up by every mm-hmm. enemy it seemed I encountered. It, it's those, dark, <laughs> those dark wizards in Varrock are the, are the real killers. Dude, they were so brutal. Were those the ones that are like on the side of the road on like your way into Varrock? Yeah, they were oh, right the around that. Up. They were in that circle right at the south gate. Yeah, because uh, the Demon Slayer quest. Yeah, yeah, the Demon Slayer quest where the wizards are stronger than the demon. Yeah, and of course they only have like the one-on-one combat mechanic mm-hmm. in that area. So uh-huh. if you're fighting a wizard, you couldn't fight the demon, which you had a special item that could one-hit the demon, like the sword or whatever. Or they like two hits or something. Yeah, Silverlight. I love that. God. Sword. If you like the first time I went in there, I got messed up because a wizard was attacking me while I was trying to fight the demon. And I'm like, please let me just attack the demon. It's so they've actually in RS3, they've completely reworked that quest. So the demon circle isn't, isn't even part of it anymore. Now it's like an underground arena. That's probably better. Yeah. For the most part, I have nostalgia for the original just because it was like one of the first quote unquote hard quests I did. But um, Dude, that quest was actually really good. I had a lot of fun with it because you you went on and you like collected all the keys and stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. the quests are actually worth doing in this. Incredible. Yeah, the quest. To... So there's like two kind of RuneScape players. There's the ones who just skill and kill, and then there's the uh, the quest people. I was more on the quest side of things because I love the lore and like exploring the world. Yeah, that was my whole thing. I would look up. I don't remember the website, but there was a website that had essentially a guide for all uh, quests. Which... Rune HQ. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, and you needed it. You kind of needed a guide for a lot of these quests. Yeah, um, especially Elemental Workshop. Uh, I don't. The name sounds familiar. It was just one giant puzzle. 
Okay. Um, but I would pretty much go through the quest and be like, all right, what do I, what skill levels do I need? See what they need. Like, all right, I know what I'm grinding now. <laughs> now I can do this quest. Nice. What got me was like, the quests were fun until I hit one that finally stopped me, specifically two. And it was like the Dark Knight Tower or something like that. Oh, where, Black Knight's Fortress. That's it. Where the whole thing is, you talk to a white knight and he's like, look, we can't do skullduggery. So we're hiring you as a mercenary to go in there and steal their plans. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, this is kind of fun. This is cool. Uh, they do a little joke where they give you a, a dossier and it's like, hey, read this and it'll give you your mission. And you read it and it says, go to Black Knight Fortress. And then yep. it's like, this will blow up in three, two, one, and it blows up in your hand. Yep. And I'm like, that's that's funny. You got me there, RuneScape. Good one. <laughs> Did you accidentally eat the cabbage? The cabbage? I don't oh, know, is there a cabbage with it? You didn't get that far. There's a point in the Black Knight's Fortress quest where you have to like drop a uh, a cabbage specifically from Draenor Manor into the pot to uh, destroy their plans. Oh, God, that sounds and terrible. Literally, the second I got there to drop it, I accidentally ate the cabbage. <laughs> And I had to go back and get another one. Well, no, see, I got there. See, that was the problem is I got there and I'm already like, this is my strongest I've been in the whole game. I'm pretty strong. I'm already like, I don't know what level I'm at. It doesn't matter. Whatever, I feel strong. I'm stronger than the Dark Knights. I can just go in there and just like solo wipe them out. And like, cool, I'm wiping them out, these Dark Knights. I get up to the front gate where these loser guards are that are even lower level than the Dark Knights. And I'm like, hey, let me in. I just murdered 17 people on the way here. And they're like, no. You like the only way to let in is if you're a dark knight. And I'm like, why don't I just kill these guys and get in? Of course, that's not the quest. The quest is you need to go make some chain mail because that's what the other knights are wearing or something like that and wear that and they'll let you in. And I'm like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. And then I just left. <laughs> See, that's why that's what like why the quest guides are so convenient now because yeah. they just tell you yep. what you need. <laughs> and this is after doing the Charlie thing where I spent, you know, hours getting Charlie a single iron dagger. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, this really cool knight's quest that I just marched halfway, not even halfway across, probably a fourth of the way across the map to do, up at Ice Mountain or whatever it's called, is sending me to go on another crafting quest just to do this. I'm like, yeah. I'm not doing this. You're not, you you, you, you said uh, you never did like uh, any member stuff, obviously, but uh, there's yeah. a there's a quest in the members world called One Small Favor. You can get, you can probably guess from the name, it's not One Small yeah, it's Favor. Not, it's like it's going to evolve a lot. Yeah, it's one of the longest, most tedious quests in the game. Oh, you want to know tedious quest? This is the one that stopped me from playing the game, where I eventually just said, you know what, I think I played enough for the review. It was the Pirates uh, oh. Corsair game, where yeah. like, you, need- you have to solve the mystery of who or what's wrong with this crew who cursed it, the cursed Corsairs or something. Yep. God, that's so terrible, because it's like, you go down the, first you go to the crossroads, you talk to the captain, he says, meet me at the dock on the west coast or whatever i'm like i don't know where this dock is but i guess i'll find it i find it whatever and uh, we get on there we go out to the thing and it's like hey i go and i talk to everyone they're like you need to talk to the navigator and i'm like where's the navigator his shack's on the beach cool and it's like you basically do three or four sub quests in this quest of talking to all these different people that each have their own problems where it's like it eventually gets to a whole conspiracy where this guy was about to get fired and he did some like I don't know. It almost feels like um, like you hear about these like cyber guys who leave uh, like data bombs in their companies like networks. Be like, if I get fired, then everyone's going down. If I'm not here to reset this bomb, <laughs> it's like this navigator's like poisoning everyone. And I'm like, I don't care about this anymore. I'm so tired of walking around this beach talking to people. I could 
I could care less if this guy is going to kill everyone. Mm -hmm. But until this point, I was so charmed. But this is the one that broke me talking to all these people. Yeah, <laughs> some some of them are like that. It's I think there's one where you have to like smuggle rum from Karamja back to the world. But you but you have to like do it like specially because you can't get through customs. Otherwise, yeah, yep. you have to you do something with like the crates and everything. Right? Yeah, you have to leave the rum in the crate and then get it out. Yep. But as a kid, I was so stupid. I couldn't figure that out. <laughs> RuneScape uh, is a game of patience. It is. Like, you have to be full of determination or have nothing better to do to play like yeah. the quest of RuneScape. That's why I feel like the, uh, what do you call it, the, the kill and craft uh, gameplay styles are so uh, much... Ki kill and skill. Kill and skill, kill and skill yeah. Or like maybe more popular because at that point, it's it's simple gameplay and you benefit from it with you make way more money than you do on the quest. I remember there was a period in RuneScape's history where they actually got rid of the wilderness. That sounds great. <laughs> well, was no one using it? No, <laughs> it was one of the most. It was the most popular aspect of the game at the time. That's so weird. Yeah, it actually right. ca it caused like massive riots in like the game. Like it was it was quite a time. What was there? Was there a reason? Uh, to cut down on botting, I think. Hmm. There's a lot of bots in the wilderness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was that. There was also the uh, they changed uh, tr how trading worked, where you could only trade items if you had an equal amount to trade with. So like you couldn't just give someone like an armor plate because you had to trade them something equal of equal value. Oh oh god! That, I've that was scammed with those trades before. That was like the worst like error of RuneScape. That was like the beginning of like the the 2008 kind of decline of the game. Like, I think the peak period of RuneScape was, like, 2006 to, like, 7. Wouldn't that make it, with that trade thing, really hard to, like... Because that's how, a lot of times, someone would just, like, give you something. Yeah, it basically made it impossible to just trade stuff. Yeah, I could see that really sucking. <laughs> it was basically to stop bots, because they didn't have a better way at the time. Now they kind of have... Um, they seem to ban the bots pretty quickly. And... Yeah, now they just have, like, programming, like, setups that actually do the that actually work it's interesting to think of how much resources they've probably spent on anti-body maneuvers instead of game development at this point yeah even though if they stop the bots it looks like there is insane inflation in these runescape markets where you need billions of gold to buy anything it's, is that how much it, i so for my birthday i think it was one year and you're not supposed to do this but my brother got me the gift of uh five million gold Oh yeah, yeah. When, he he, he like spent real money to to get in, and someone had to meet me in game and trade it to me. Oh, and yeah. at the time, that was like, oh, that was shit. I'm rich. That was also like super against the rules. Oh no, yeah, super in terms of service, rules. like crazy. Yeah, that was now was you can just spend so not acceptable. Now you can just spend your own money for the for the wheel of chance. <laughs> <laughs> Do the same thing. See, I got gifted when I had membership. One of my a friend of mine had gifted me a uh, one of those gift cards, like for RuneScape, and I already had like an ongoing membership subscription. So I was like, "Well, I don't want to be a jerk and like just give give this away." So I'm like, "Okay, I'll use it." So I, I I used the thing, and I'm like looking through the options of what I can like get out of it, and one of the options was like 200 treasure hunter keys, and I was like, "You know what? Sure, let's see what happens." And I got just like hunt like thousands of experience and just like tons of money for nothing i was like wow that's incredibly broken you'll pay to win strikes again pretty much i was like okay well but i mean do you really benefit in having power over other players in this game 
So if you're someone like me who just plays by themselves and doesn't actually like player kill, it's completely harmless. Um, I guess if you're a PKer, it kind of takes the whole point of the game away in a sense. I don't know. That's a kind of a one of those like to- mixed topics that like people have different opinions on. Yeah, because like I'm okay with pay to win. Like everyone has their own lives to live, and if it supports the game, it's all right to pay to progress a little bit. But it always gets into a real the the problem area of when the whales are just wailing on the free to players. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the the plus side, like because I'm I'm not a huge like multiplayer guy when it comes to stuff like that. I I like to uh, just like enjoy the story and it, like explore. I'm like when it comes to me multiplayer, I'm more of like a kart racer kind of guy or a fighting game kind of guy. Yeah, well, I do want to highlight though that in RuneScape it does provide the option of you can buy game time with in-game free currency like gold. Yes. Um, yeah. Like like a membership. Yeah, you can buy okay. you can buy these things called bonds. I know in RS3 this is how it works. You buy these things called bonds with in-game gold, and then you can um, you can use the bonds for membership essentially. So you don't even have to pay for membership anymore, really. Yeah. So as long as you're profitable in game, you can basically play the game for free. Yeah, it's that, basically, it sounds like the intention. Cool. It seems like a way to just get rid of excess gold in the game. Yeah, that's the other thing. Is like I think wait. Uh, the bonds, do you buy them from old Jagex with your in-game gold, or does it have to be other players who buy the bonds with real-world money and then sell them on the marketplace? I think you can buy them in-game. Okay. I think you could. I think it's both, it works both ways. I, I'm not really one who does it, because I just have my uh, membership tied yeah, if you my, have your own. to my credit that card. That would but. be an interesting way to counter the inflation in the game, just drain the economy a little. There's also this, like, wishing... There was a wishing well for a while that you could just drop money in and, like, JJX would, like, donate money to charity or something, which was kind of nice. I don't know if it's still active or not, but... um, That is interesting. It was it was different touch anyways. Right, uh, I think that covers all of my meat points. Uh, before we hit our final words, is there any other, like, kind of topics you guys really like to cover in this? Um, uh, you got anything, Dylan? Not really. The I was trying to think because I know you know your whole podcast is like co-op focus. I was trying, I'm still trying to think like what I would do with other people in this game. And the only other thing I could think of was, uh, do you remember Bill the Lumbridge roof parties? I remember the Lumbridge roof parties. I remember house parties, in particular with player-owned houses. Um, those were. Oh yeah, I forgot about having a house. My house was never nice. Uh, so mine is mine is only nice now because of um, treasure <laughs> treasure hunter because they have these things now in game called Protheans, which are like they have like things called Prothean logs, like Prothean orbs, Prothean like bars, hides, and like board like uh, planks. Are and they essentially, aliens by any chance? No, they're basically just like they're non-usable items that you basically just use to train. Uh, it's basically just another way of making training even less uh, challenging. But um, one of the items, the Prothean uh, planks, essentially they're just, um, they're like planks you have to use in construction, but you can use them for any type of wood. So they're just like a, just a, a universal plank, basically. And it, oh, made, pretty nice. it made construction so easy. That does sound nice. Also, I, I was throwing, it, Protheans are like a huge deal in Mass Effect. It might not be Prothean, I might be mispronouncing okay. that, but... <laughs> Yeah, but I remember like I remember the house parties back in the day were great. Yeah, no, that sounds for the construction skill and like building, that sounds very nice. 
Uh, I, I did notice a couple parties uh, in Varrock at, uh, I think, maybe the general store. Like, I walk by, and there's just, like, 40 player characters inside the general store all just talking at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, another great thing, uh, just to add, is... Uh, there's also a it's it's one of the most hilarious things like I think they ever did, but there was an entire dungeon dedicated to like account safety and like security. Oh, really? Like a cybersecurity awareness challenge? So in the barbarian village, there is a a dungeon underneath the mining pit called the Stronghold of Security, and the entire yeah. gim- the entire gimmick is it's this giant dungeon just full of like enemies that you can like train with, but uh, the whole gimmick is uh, there's doors that you have to pass through, and when you go through the They've changed it now where it's only like when you get to the center of the dungeon, it asks you security questions. But back in the day, you'd go through the doors and each door would like ask you like a, an account security question, like something like, should you ever give your account to an email <laughs> or oh, something no. like that? And it was just basically like it was just to teach players, don't be an idiot online. Yeah, that's yeah. so funny. But you got like, these like really awesome rewards for completing each floor. And when you got to the bottom, it was there was a thing called the cradle of life. And you got to choose between uh, two sets of boots, either the fancy boots or the um, the warrior boots. And the fancy boots were like those rainbow boots that you see everyone running around in back in the day. Yeah, That's silly. Yep. I have those overrided on my on my play right now, just because it's like so nostalgic. Oh, uh, have you guys ever done like an Iron Man character? Um, no. I did one once. It wasn't really my thing. I, I don't Iron like Man. Is like you can do Iron Man. Like was it hardcore or permadeath? And then there's yeah. Iron Man where there's no trading. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do all your own crafting mm-hmm. basically like super solo mode pretty much it's like an extreme version of the game i see the appeal it's not really my thing because i enjoy more of the free aspect to it yeah uh, you also can't use the bank that's another like big one what? you can't use the bank oh wait you can't yeah that's impossible <laughs> or it's, right. it's either you can't use the bank or it's extremely limited i think you can't use the bank because yeah, i've seen that like, different right. like since i played youtube and did or not youtube uh RuneScape and did a little research. Of course, the algorithms are suggesting all these videos for me. And it's uh-huh. like, how far can we get with only a thousand clicks in old school RuneScape? And I'm like, hmm, how far can you get with only a thousand clicks? Maybe I will watch this. Turns out yeah. pretty far. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> that's there's impressive. The, there's the, the RuneScape meta has gotten really like crazy over the years. Like you can do a lot of like stuff. Like and it amazes me for a game that's quote unquote dying, like there's still a pretty active fan base for it. Well, isn't it still like, I think it's like the fifth largest MMO still or something along those lines. It's the largest free MMO as far as I know. I think it still has the Guinness Book of World Records record. Let's see. That's cool. That's cool to, to hear it's still thriving. Well, I always, the way I always put it was like, you, you never really quit RuneScape. RuneScape's like kind of like, it's like an old friend that you kind of like, you, <laughs> you, 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 you get out of touch with for a while, but when you, you, you reacquate yourselves. Um, it's always a great time. And then you go away again, but eventually you'll meet up again. It's kind of one of those things. Okay. Apparently on MMOstats.com, they are listing old school RuneScape as uh, the number third, three, three, the number third one, biggest MMO at 1.4 million daily players. Mm. I know old school RuneScape is more popular than RS3 at the moment. Is number Did- one, is it still WoW? No, WoW's number four, apparently. Really? With 1.2. Old school's yeah. better, bigger than WoW. That's that's funny. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Final Fantasy fourteen I... up there. Uh, yeah, that's number one. Okay. Is it really? Apparently on a rise, yeah. It, uh, I, I still laugh because that game was like a dumpster fire when it first came out. 
Well, isn't that the whole thing? Is um in their actual in-game lore, they caused a cataclysm that took mm-hmm. yeah. the game down so they could bring it back and be like, hey, hey, just pretend that first one didn't happen. You know? Yeah. Ignore <laughs> that. Much, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, the original Final Fantasy fourteen was just a straight up dumpster fire. That's yeah. great though that they've uh, picked it up. Yeah, I mean it's incredible. I mean, I'm still I, not I'm not really a fan of that they make the MMOs numbered entries, but Yeah, that's so weird. It, it is it is kind of weird, yeah. Because I bought a physical copy of eleven just to have on my shelf, because so I did, so my collection didn't go from ten to twelve. Uh huh. Yeah. Which I actually started fourteen for the first time because of old school RuneScape. Because I'm like, man, MMOs are kind of fun. Like mm. I haven't played an MMO since Elder Scrolls Online like two years ago. I'm like, maybe I should play. Uh, what, what's what's popular now? And of course, you know. Final Fantasy Online is the popular one right now. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'll give that a shot. Turns out the game is pretty good as far oh, as it MMOs is. go. Like, I was really surprised. I'm like, dang, I was missing this? I'm still super... Have... Oh, uh, go ahead. Sorry. I've, uh, yeah, I've dabbled with 14. And it, it also, it does have some of that, like, crafting and the skills and everything that is in RuneScape. There's a whole spot in that first area where you could just spend just building, like, wood crafting and stuff. Hmm. No, like I think, uh, 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 oh yeah, one thing I, that kind of like uh, I'm still kind of butthurt about is um, we never got Dragon Quest Ten. That was the Dragon Quest MMO. Okay. I didn't know there was a Dragon, Dragon Quest MMO. Guy. Yeah, that was like it looked cool because it was like all um, Akira uh, Toriyama art and like I think it was like a turn-based MMO, which is interesting to me. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, then they do that in a was it Wizards One Hundred One turn-based MMO. I don't know if I ever played that one, actually. Yeah, I never played it, but I've watched YouTube videos about it. And it is a card-based, turn-based MMO, oh, okay. which is interesting. Yeah, turn-based MMO. That I don't really know how that would work. I, I saw screenshots of Dragon Quest uh, X, and it actually looked like it used like the old-school Final Fantasy battle system, which is kind of cool. I mean, that's interesting. I wanted to play it, but we, it's the one game we never got. I mean, that doesn't stop some people. Like, uh, whenever I first played Old Fantasy Star Online 2, uh, it was on the Japanese servers. And I'm like, I don't speak Japanese, so I stopped playing. <laughs> Fantasy Star Online was, like, amazing back in the day. Like, Sega was so ahead of their time. All right. And with that, I think it's time to take a break. And we're back. Old School RuneScape. The infamous cow clicker. So I'll put it to you boys for your final words. Is this game something you recommend to others? Is it a great co-op game? Is it a good game in general? Who would like to step up first? Um, Bill, you, you can go ahead. Okay. So RuneScape is a fascinating game over over the years, especially if you played it way back in the day. I will say it is... So calling it a great co-op game is, I'd say both yes and no. Yes, if A, you have like a friend group that is all interested and or or B, like um, you have online friends, like because it's so easy to meet people online now that you can all get together and like actually play a game. But I also say no, because as as you you experienced, it's not exactly the easiest game to play co-op, especially if you have one person who knows what they're doing and one who doesn't, where it gets very complicated um, and it's kind of confusing at first. Um. Would I recommend RuneScape to like anybody? It's hard to say because it's all depends on whether you like MMOs or not. 
and if you're willing to play a more old school styled MMO. It's in the name. Yeah. <laughs> it, <laughs> it is in the name. Yeah, I, I I mostly agree with what you're saying. It's playing co-op. It like if you're like just trying to work on skills, it the other person can almost get in your way. Like you were talking about like mining ores or like if you're killing cows, because a lot of people will kill cows and sometimes it can be hard to get a cow for yourself. Yeah. Um yeah, playing co-op. I, I don't know if that's the way to go with RuneScape, interestingly, even though it is an MMO. I I kind of do want to jump back in after talking about it for an hour and a half. But I don't know. It's, it's, it is a weird recommendation, I feel, if you don't have the nostalgia for it already. It, that's what I always say. It is like one of the most nostalgia-driven games I think I've ever played. Yeah. So if I were to step in my final words, I would say this game is definitely, like we always say it in the title, is this game better off playing solo? And this is one of the few titles I might think this game is better off playing solo. Not necessarily like alone, but this game is not a true, at least in our, how Gaming Together uses it, co-op game. While we do spend a lot of time talking about like, hey, what are you doing? You know, like, where are we going? Are we killing this cows? What's up? It's not necessary. This game, you can just drop in, do what you feel as far as killing cows, mining, going questing. Basically, whatever your patience can handle. And you can make money. You can play this game. But my problem is it is old. Uh, I recommended like when I picked it up, I was talking to my wife. I'm like, hey, Jana, you want to play RuneScape with us? It's an MMO. It's free. We could all play together. This is going to be awesome. Before I realized how uncoop this game is and how <laughs> she's going through Tutorial Island. And she's basically just like reading my mind. She's like, this game is ugly. This game is hard to move around. The camera sucks. Uh, you can only see like 20 feet before you have to click, wait for your character to walk for like 10 seconds, then click again. Mm -hmm. This game is not user-friendly unless you already like, <laughs> I don't know, we grew up playing it, so I already knew how the user interface was, but it is not friendly. And without a, like it is a sandbox. So you had to figure out what you actually want to do in it. And I don't always want that in my games personally. Like sandbox games are cool. But at least in like Final Fantasy 14, I drop in there like, hey, this is the quest for the main story. This is a quest to go along with your job or your character class. And these are side quests. Basically, just do what you feel like you're doing. And like, oh, and you can craft once you reach level 10. And I'm like, all right, this is some good player direction. I feel like whenever you just get dropped in and you have no goals, that's whenever players start to check out. Unless, I don't know, they're really into the game. But just looking at old school RuneScape, I don't know if you're catching a lot of eyeballs on this one, except for people to be like, why is there only like 10 polygons on the screen? You know, like <laughs> what's going on here? But I would recommend this game to anybody who is interested in gaming history and just wants to see how far uh, just MMOs have come, which was interesting because this was just a browser-based game back in the day. Mm -hmm. ran, yeah. ran off Java. <laughs> Yeah, that is insane to believe that you could just play this in old Internet Explorer just fine. Oh, actually, before we cut off, I have to tell the story about how we got around. Because you had mentioned early on uh, it wasn't blocked in your school. Yeah. So it was blocked in my school. Oh, no. But we had the great. We found, a work, we found a workaround. And what it was, was the it? most hilarious thing ever. So you remember Google? You know Google Earth? Yeah. So Google Earth has a built-in browser that's in Google earth. So when you click on like, say a, a, a little pin thing that's been added in 
it'll pop up with like um, a thing and you could click here for more info. And it used to bring up like this browser within Google Earth that would pop up at the bottom of the screen and you could just enlarge the screen. <laughs> so God, we found out terrible. <laughs> there was, we found out there was no firewall in that browser. <laughs> so we could look up anything and we found a RuneScape work through it. <laughs> It's the dumbest thing ever, but it yeah. was amazing. <laughs> That's some serious dedication. Well, it's funny because I was at school. I was when I discovered it. I was like, "Hey, it's a browser." I was like, "Wonder what happens if I type in this?" And I'm like, "Hey, it worked." RuneScape <laughs> immediately. Like, <laughs> RuneScape time. Yep. Nothing like playing RuneScape through Google Earth. Yeah, and you got the little Earth up at the top of the screen that you can play with, <laughs> like when when you're doing something. God, um, I remember when we were growing up. Like, Nate was pre- always pretty much like living in my house, so we had two TVs in my room. And but I only had one Xbox, and so we'd have the Wii set, like hooked up to the other one, and he would pull up the Wii browser, and he would play was like Adventure Quest, whatever it was, the old like um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Adventure Quest, but it is like a screen, like two D screen MMO kind of, where like you can like walk around and do quests and stuff like that, and he would play that on the Wii browser, and I'm like that game looks like trash. Why do you play it? As I'm over there playing, I don't know, actually fun games. Yeah, I remember Adventure Quest. <laughs> I didn't know you could play it on the Wii, though. I'm surprised the Wii's browser could handle it. Yeah. Old, uh, what is it called? Opera? I can't believe opera. you're dissing Opera. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't really dissing Opera more the Wii, but granted, I love the Wii, so. All right. Well, I think this pretty much covers our opinions on RuneScape. Hopefully you guys learned a little bit of gaming history today. I know I learned more about RuneScape than I knew before. And I want to take this moment to thank our guest. Once again, Bill, where can they find you? Um, so you can find me either on my uh, Instagram blog at the Barber Who Games, or you can follow my podcast, uh, the Gaming and Collecting Podcast, looking back at the games that shaped us. Uh, you can find us on pretty much every uh, podcasting platform available. Uh, we just talk every uh Every Saturday, we post an episode about some random gaming or anime topic. Nice. And Bill, once again, where can our co-op listeners find you? Or not Bill. Sorry, Dylan. Damn it. I mean, I, I can be Bill if you want no, me to. No, don't. No, you're you're Dylan today. Oh, oh okay. Uh, yeah, so one half of the Offshore Games cast, me and my buddy Dave, just give updates every week, give our opinions on new games, all the gaming news. If you go to offshoregamescast.com, you can find everything there. All of our episodes, our socials, everything is there. Nice, nice. And this is the part where I usually say, hey, Nave, what are we playing next week? But once again, Nave <laughs> isn't here. Can you believe that? He went out, he found you two guys on Good Pods, <laughs> got you together, said, hey, Philip, 7 a.m. Sunday morning, be on. We're going to talk about some RuneScape. And I said, okay, Nave, that sounds like fun. And look at us now, <laughs> just sitting here doing nothing. Actually, no, this was a lot of fun. I'm so this glad he set us all up on a blind date. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Yep. This is a blind date. <laughs> I guess, like, one last thing. Just shout out to the co-op podcasting network on Discord. So many great guys in there. Yeah. I don't think I'm in that one. I'm surprised Nate hasn't invited you. Yeah, he's just in a, his own Discord groups. That's messed up. It's like an open. It's pretty much an open invite platform, too. Pretty so much, yeah. I'll have to send you an invite link. All right. So we're playing Fable 2 next. Do you guys know Fable 2? Ooh, uh, yeah. I've played it. I actually was playing it right before I moved. <laughs> it's a good game. Like uh, Xbox only, I think. Uh, I was playing RuneScape and I'm like, dang, I haven't played a, a fantasy game in a minute. And that's when I picked up old Final Fantasy 14. And I'm like, dang, RPGs are good. Nate, we're yeah. playing. We're playing Fable 2. And he's like, why Fable 2? And I'm like, 
So that way we can play Fable 3 later and eventually the new Fable when it comes out. There you go. And and in a detour, you can play Fable the Journey and struggle through that. <laughs> Does that work anymore? Uh, yeah, uh, is that Connect only? Yeah, it's a Connect game. Oh man, see, damn, dead technologies. I got I got a Connect for five dollars at a CEX. <laughs> Have you seen how people are using that for uh, like motion capture? You get like two of them connected together on the side. That's incredible. No. So you yeah. can play. So you can play the wondrous games like Dragon Ball Z Connect and Sonic Freeriders. <laughs> yeah. Well so weird they um i think it's microsoft framework has like a workaround where you can plug it into your pc and use it for like mocap and even like some facial recognition Mm. stuff and i'm like that is incredible that people are using this basically toy technology yep in that way great idea unfortunately no one cared about motion controls at the time anymore all right and with that thanks for joining us this week co-op partners maybe next week we can all go kill some cows together Bye. Yeah. Bye. All right, let's figure this out. And we're back. A co-op listeners, Philip here. I managed to finally find Nave after all this time of him being missing. Like he just fell off the whole planet. Nobody could find him. His dog was just calling me and sending me all the messages it could on Discord. It was completely unintelligible i couldn't read anything but i could tell nave was in danger so i finally got him back nave tell us why you were gone from the pod earlier it turns out i've got a virus and this virus can be transmuted across the internet lines it's a very sophisticated virus i can't talk about it i'm in a hazmat suit i know you guys can't hear me but uh, i'm gonna be quarantined for the next week uh from every podcast i happen to guest on which uh I guessed it on a podcast. I guess we'll talk about that in the stinger at the beginning. So I would have already talked about that. Yeah. So I don't know where this is going to be in the podcast. We don't know. We're figuring it out. So RuneScape was originally Nave's choice of game that he wanted to play. And I knew that he had a big history with this game. So no matter what, I needed to get his take on the game on the pod on record. Even though I'm pretty sure we've talked about it before. But Nave, our game of the week, RuneScape, old school. Uh, yeah, you can points. say I was a little bummed. I was a little bummed out <laughs> that I slept through it. The real reason is because I'm a mailman. The the post doesn't run on Sundays, and on Sunday we usually record like in the evening, so I never have to set an alarm or anything. But this time around, we started uh, the recording at six thirty in the morning, I think, for us, or five thirty. I can't remember. But um, I just moved my alarm to like an hour before I usually have it. And I was like, that'll be cool. I'll wake up then. It'll be all right. Forgetting that my alarm is not set to go off on Sunday. So I just slept all day. Big sad. Oh, well, RuneScape is pretty cool. Yeah. Let's talk about your history with the franchise. Uh, Played it since I was a youngin'. Uh, The first time I was exposed to it was at a public library. I used to play Adventure Quest, um, which I heard came up on the podcast. I haven't heard the podcast yet, even though Philip sent it to me. So... Uh, I might retread some ground, but Adventure Quest and RuneScape go kind of hand in hand because RuneScape's very uh, hands-off, and Adventure Quest is a turn-based, basically a JRPG. So you can easily play those in two different windows, and a lot of people did. So I'd go to the public library for an hour, play Battle On until some people turned me on to RuneScape, and I had this little group of people that i would follow around i didn't even really level up or anything i just kind of followed people around as they did their own thing as a baby boy this came up on the pod uh well first let's talk about runes or uh, adventure quest 
Would you is Adventure Quest an MMO? No, not at all. Oh well, I thought there was like an an MMO that was Adventure Quest. Am I crazy? There there were multiple iterations of that. Like that, they were. I think I can't remember what they were called. Adventure Quest is like the OG that looks like a flash game because it kind of is and um that was just like a jrpg i think there might have been some kind of multiplayer thing with it but for the most part 99 percent of the time you were just attacked it was like pokemon like imagine that i see there is an adventure quest worlds that's a free mmo that yeah you can even play on your phone it. that came way later okay i played i played something i played something like that later on but i was like i can't play this and runescape at the same time because this whole time period when i was playing at the library i was always playing those two games i wasn't Fucking loved them. Yeah, I remember. Um, well, I don't know what show we talked about this on, but you talked about how you were limited on your internet time at some libraries, so you would oh, like yeah. get other people's logins. I, so that you I could... memorized many library cards. You could use a library, one library card, two times. So you got you had two hours, which would be a lot. It would it would be a lot of time for normal people. But I was trying to escape my shitty home life so i was trying to be out of my house as long as humanly possible so i would i would get off school i would walk straight to the library and i would stay there until they closed at like 10 p.m or 11 p.m something crazy and i would just walk home and they didn't ever say anything they i was clearly on the computer for like seven hours you know what i mean There's no one <laughs> you're said obviously there i bless them by the way bless them for that yeah. In fact, so there was this really cute – this, this is a cute story, okay? So I basically knew every librarian like by name, and the librarians knew me So because I, I came in every day. They had to eventually like talk to me about something. And um, I would always go and rent like Bill Nye the Science Guy like VHSs and shit like that. And um, they knew me so well, and there was a couple other kids that came like you know regularly. And so they got us all together and they asked us, hey, do you guys want to have like a club here or something? Since you're always here, we can bring food so that you guys can eat and we'll talk about books. It'll be like a book club. And then we were all like, yeah, fuck yeah. So for like two months, we had this little club where we went and they would bring like chips and like hot dogs and stuff. They would cook food for us and like it was fucking sick. That's pretty cute. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that in forever. That was the weird memory that just unlocked. But anyways. Shout out to Oklahoma Libraries. Muskogee, Oklahoma. We had a couple discussion points that came up. Uh, I mentioned my game time of just on this one save where uh, I have played for one day in 18 hours. Nave, if you had to estimate your game time for all of RuneScape, what would you say you got? In time? Um... It would rival Rock Band 4. It would be close to... It would be months. At least at least three months of time. It's a lot I of probably, time. It's a lot of days. I probably made like 25, 30 accounts. And a lot of my accounts get to about the same part time. And like this one that we just recently did, I got my attack to 28, my strength to 30, my defense is at 20 still, I think. And, I, and I'm getting close to the burnout point, but it is like about that amount of time 30 times not counting my original account which had multiple skills at level 99 uh it was i, I was a member i had a lot of member i had some member skills to level 99 i think the uh carpentry one the one where you build a house we got re i got really addicted to that i played a lot with my cousin so i didn't personally do a lot of my leveling but um yeah it was good stuff we'll talk about that in a minute i did want to highlight and i did highlight this in the pod Dave, is this game even really co-op? Because I felt 
betrayed when I realized that maybe only one mission or like story beat actually requires co-op and that's the the shield of Arlov. Everything else seems like a solo. Yeah. But yeah, so you the only thing the only time you interact is one person has to get a thing from their clan and the other person has to get a thing from their clan and they have to trade and give each other stuff, which is pretty interesting as a, as far as a quest goes. Yeah, that's you really actually, cool. Uh, the first time I ever did that quest, I couldn't get anyone to help me, so I just made a second account, leveled it up, did the that half of the quest, and then I got a friend at the library to be like, "Hey, log into this account that is not my account." <laughs> Because I only made it for this. I need you. Because if you beat the quest, I don't know if you can help people with it. I don't remember. But I couldn't get anyone to help me anyways. Because all you gotta do is go up there and like get whatever's in the room and bring it down. Yeah, I don't remember at all. Because it was so long. Because the questing, you liked the questing a lot. But I literally did not give a shit about the quests. The only quest I cared about was uh, uh, Dragon Slayer. And that's because you can't wear rune play armor until you beat the dragon slayer quest so apparently rip. they changed that now yeah i don't know but that makes sense because that was annoying oh so back to it nave why would you suggest a game that is barely co-op on our co-op centric podcast well we've talked about fucking league of legends and shit like we uh, the we league just, of legends more co-op than RuneScape. yeah we saw each other in the game right yeah a little bit and we didn't shoot each other so cooperative. The thing is, is that all of the co-op stuff is like a lot of the co-op stuff is members things. Like there are there are like game modes where you have like big mass like team fights and stuff. Yeah, and that's uh, all that. You can all another thing. One thing we could have did is we could have explored the wilderness. Like we could have got on a PvP world and went into the wilderness and just me and you went around uh, finding people to kill and gank. Like that that exists. Like we could have did that. We just never. Did that, and also we were level thirty, so we would have went out there and got smited. Like there's nothing we would have been able to do. I think they changed the wilderness to where the further you get in, the more disparity of levels you can see. So I think like if you're like in level five of the wilderness, you only can fight people five levels away from you or something, which is kind of lame. Or maybe they changed it back. I'm not sure because I'm like a legacy. I remember the wilderness being the fucking. The, you step one foot in there, you can get lightning bolted from Zeus himself. And lose everything you had, but um, the good old days is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Back when games were good and you just suffered. Anyway, all right, you got more me points because I already talked about all mine back in the we'll pot. See. Let me see. Well, whenever I start a character, I always go and I sit at the cow at the cows and I kill people till I get everything to level thirty, and I just collect all of the cowhide. Whenever I get everything to level thirty, and I go straight to the grand exchange and sell it all, and um. That usually gets me enough for my armor, any kind of uh, axes, pickaxes that I need if I want to go out and do stuff. My favorite thing to do is woodcutting. I'm not sure why that is, but I've always been really big on it. Um, woodcutting well, I mean, is a it pretty feels good, good way to, to make money. Like you yeah, click on the tree, you wait a couple seconds, the tree disappears, and you're like, ah, that was nice. Well, here's the thing about woodcutting is that um, the more the stronger the tree, the more logs you get out of it. So oaks will give you more than one set of logs. And, uh, like, that goes up to willows to use. Those are the free ones, the ones I'm most familiar with. But there are all fucking kinds of trees for members. It's ridiculous. Like, there's all kinds of everything for members. Like, some skills are free, but most skills are, like, better as members because you just have such a variety of crazy shit you can do. It's like there's no reason to level your strength other than 
the strength is the most important because that means you hit harder. You're more consistently hitting harder. Because I'm hitting cows at level at level 30 with strength. I'm hitting cows at like five damage, like pretty regularly. And Insane. So that's yeah, that's nuts. And so um, you have real real no real reason to do that unless you want to just level faster. But on um, on membership, you got multiple different kinds of weapons that require strength. There are even armors that require strength. The granite armor, which I think is I used to think looked really cool, but really just looked like a fucking uh, block of tofu. You look like a Minecraft character. <laughs> it's ugly. I Pretty mean, I don't cool. know how much you guys talked about the the graphics, but they're beautiful. No, that's not <laughs> what we said. It did come up, and we just referred to the low polygon count. But besides that, they're okay. Did you guys talk about the uh, the Back in the day before the Grand Exchange existed, I'm sure that probably came up. No, that didn't come up. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? Well, that's that's the most that's the most iconic image of RuneScape is standing in Varrock Bank and seeing Everybody a yelling. billion people yelling about selling shit. In different colored fonts that are like waving up and down. Yeah, you can change your colors and make it blink different colors and stuff. It's really fucking great. And it doesn't exist anymore. Like that's something that fell by the wayside along with uh, you know, the Halo 3 modern, Call of Duty Modern Warfare lobbies where everyone's shit-talking each other, that kind of doesn't really exist too much either. I mean, it does a little, but everyone's talking in their own Xbox Live parties and stuff, so it's like, there's some stuff. The game used to be a lot more uh, involved with the community, but now the only thing the community really does, as far as free members are concerned, is vote in the polls, which are really cool. Like, I don't know how much you guys went into RuneScape, because I think Bill was the one that said he plays RuneScape 3. So it probably came up, but there are multiple iterations of RuneScape throughout the years. And Old School RuneScape is not the original RuneScape. Old School RuneScape is RuneScape 2. Uh, classic RuneScape is RuneScape 1, which nobody plays, because that game is butt cheeks. It's not great. <laughs> RuneScape 1 to RuneScape 2 is literally like... Two is just bet and better in every way, essentially. Like you would only play one for nostalgia. RuneScape three and RuneScape two are kind of like different games. So it is like it's just, it's similar to how WoW Classic and normal WoW is now. Even though I don't really know what that means because I didn't ever play WoW, and I'm only familiar with WoW now. But um, there you know those servers of people playing WoW Classic. There there used to be servers of Classic RuneScape where when, whenever Classic RuneScape went away. RuneScape 3 is the only thing there. That's when I fucking swore off of the game. And then eventually one day I saw an ad on my cell phone that was like, play classic RuneScape on your phone. And that was my dream come true as a fucking child. was, oh man, imagine on my PlayStation Portable, it has a shitty little garbage browser. I wished I could play RuneScape on that shitty little garbage browser. Oh my god. And now I can play it on my phone. And it is, and I've, multiple times uh gone back make new accounts because you get hacked and you lose all your fucking shit but uh you make new accounts and uh just replay some more classic runescape uh at least once a year i think i always get to about the same point and i love it so much all right nave how many runescape boyfriends have you gotten i've never had a runescape boyfriend i've had a couple runescape gfs back in my day you got to give them like you know 30k and they'll follow you like, how much did you while. pay like, yeah, it's like you you gotta give them, you gotta put down the money, but uh, you can get a RuneScape girlfriend and it's great. Usually they last about a day. Um, it's essentially uh, uh, non-sexual prostitution. Essentially is what's going on. It's very strange, and I contributed to it. So I was a lonely child. Fringe. Yep. But it's still better than Fantasy Star Online. Yeah, Fantasy. There's something about Fantasy Star. You know, Fantasy Star came up. 
in the so we just recently uh, i just recently just today got done recording with eric from game positive for an episode of his and he was talking about imagine fable but you could go gambling and then you can go off on a it's like i want an mmo that's like mostly like destiny kind of but more focused on melee combat and uh also you can go gamble go off and do a siege or whatever and i'm like i think you're describing fantasy star <laughs> oh god he is <laughs> yeah he's like yeah a fantasy star what kind of genre is that sci-fi and i was like oh, okay you got me but <laughs> there is a lot of mail there's an emphasis on melee and fantasy star for sure and anime boobies i think he brought up the anime boobies too probably you can't it's un- inseparable it's like i was playing um final fantasy 14 which i like i talked about like runescape inspired me to go play final fantasy 14 and i was walking nice. down the street and jana's like oh is this the is this the game that has like cat girls in or whatever and i like turn the camera and there's a cat girl standing like two feet away from me and i'm like <laughs> yes as i'm playing as um i don't know like the the child class which is just like the whatever the critter is that's just big head tiny body yeah i know what you're talking about i don't yeah. know what what is it called i can't remember I think it remember. is something in Final Fantasy lore, like the ye old Final Fantasy lore. Because Final Fantasy fourteen is like based in, like I know all the Final Fantasies are different, but there are there is a group of Final Fantasies that are like very similar in art style and like art direction and stuff. It's the yeah. same guy who made fourteen, who's making sixteen. So if you want to see what uh, I think, uh, twelve is another one that was like that. Uh, the one with the with the bunny girl and and stuff like that. But every it's like it's like medieval like european kind of looking okay i found it they're lalafells i don't like that name yeah. sound, fucking sounds weird but they are basically the halflings you know halfling kind of sounds weird too <laughs> oh well what's the other the hobbits would you prefer that hobbit yeah hobbit hobbit is like i don't I, there's no word close to that so it's like okay yeah i get it Find the halflings. You still haven't seen Lord of the Rings, but you need to. Are there halflings in Lord of the Rings too? What are you talking about? They're the main characters. I thought you said hobbits. They're hobbits. What's the difference between a hobbit and a halfling? You tell me, dog. I haven't seen Lord of the Rings. Hold on. Between What's the difference hobbits. between a hobbit and a dwarf? The beards. That's it? It's like how dogs look dog breeds look a little different? Yeah, except also, like, I'm not actually sure. That's a weird thing about Tales of Arise, is there are two different races, the Renans and the fucking other ones. I don't remember. But it's like, they have completely different capabilities and live basically on completely different planets. But it's like, they both are referred to as humans, repeatedly. They use the word humans to describe them as a conglomerate. And so it's like, it's so weird when, like, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird fucking thing. Well, I found it. Uh, the difference is the legalities of Hobbit is a trademark term. Ah, yes. Quite. Yep. <laughs> yep, there we go. That's how we know the difference. Light this instant. That makes me think about um, like ESO. Or not ESO, but just like Elder Scrolls. And they have all the, the human. It's like, <laughs> select your magical fantasy race. And you got six different flavors of human before you get to like the elves. Then you have like four different flavors of elves and then orc. Yeah, just orc. Yeah. Yeah, just orc. <laughs> and then you get, Which is what you know, I am. I picked, I was like, orc, yes. 
And then you get cat and lizard on the side. It's like, man, with all these human choices, I don't even need to pick the cool classes. That's the weirdest thing, though. It's because, like, there are so many different, like, flavors of human being that whenever you talk about sci-fi, it's like, this is the... Uh, the fucking Tali Zora race, you know what I mean? And they all just look well. I get, that's a bad example because they all wear suit. But uh, it's like, what is a uh, all of the races? Liara. Well, they, okay, that's a bad example too because they kind of are supposed to look all the same. But it's like, what is the race that uh, Garrus is? Turian. Oh, yeah. Is it Turian? Or is that Tali Zora? Oh no, huh. I'm fucking it all up. It's been like a year and a half since I beat the trilogy, but um. Yeah, I think it's Turian. Anyways, uh, my point is, is that alien races, like, they all, like, look the same. Like, they have, like, slight variations, but it's, like, there are humans that are, like, four feet tall and humans that are, like, fucking seven feet tall. You know what I mean? And and there are, like, Asians and and there's Africans and there's South Americans. Like, everyone looks a lot different. Like, uh, Like, noticeably different. We have dogs that look noticeably different. Like, you would think that alien races also had different races amongst themselves right well you're thinking about this as as a earth-centric biological approach just because on earth we see a lot of uh physical variations in our species doesn't mean alien species aren't closer to like cloning or along those lines of just more self-duplication without the variation yeah see that's why i was saying that uh that liara's race is a a bad example too because essentially they just take they take genetic code from another thing like they're basically like asexual aren't they like they don't do they even have sex i know there are sex scenes with them but they the way they reproduce is they go into your mind take your fucking dna from your mind like copy it in their brain and then make a child that way yeah too deep (laughs) okay i don't know i can't remember which brings us back to runescape and the awesome character creator i had a mohawk which you couldn't see the second you put on a hat or a helmet yep I put on a helmet. It's like every fucking game that has equipment like that. It's like, great. I can make this character never see them again. Yeah, it's it has the Dark Souls thing of like, I don't know, there's no, at least this game does not do the gendered armor thing, you know. You don't put on a chainmail bikini whenever you're a female character. Yeah, you wear the like same cha- armor as like a male model. Plate skirts exist, but men can wear plate skirts if they want. <laughs> like, plate, like skirts are more, are, pl- uh, plate skirts are cheaper because, you know, mostly men play runescape and most men don't want a plate skirt but if you it gives you the exact same armor that that a plate legs do so if you it's so you you got a literal cheaper option if you just don't want to have to pay for it so i would always wear dragon plate skirts and it would always make me feel like i was wearing a kilt too because it's red and sharp and jaggedy it doesn't even look feminine it looks like fucking badass as shit uh moving if i'm just reviewing the old meat points we covered nave do you think RuneScape holds up by today's standards, or is it just a nostalgia trip? It is an amazing idle game. Like if you have a proclivity to like idle games, like a uh, Clicker Hero, uh, Cookie Clicker, like anything like that. Uh, there's a Dungeons and Dragons one. It's like if you have the proclivity to just sit there, put in minimal effort, but uh, but have an objective and like a and actually be like doing things um then and seeing numbers going up then this is something that would be really hard to put down for like someone like that especially since you can get it on your phone this is the perfect phone game because i'm constantly at work waiting for somebody like to waiting for like a business to give me packages like they weren't ready so when i got there i'll just pull out my phone i'm like i'm gonna kill like eight or nine cows right now 
just so and then slowly but surely i'm level 30 in attack and i can have adamant weapons you know what i mean like this is the kind of game that's like that um uh there's a very popular streamer that i love i talk about him all the time uh moist critical uh he is constantly on his phone like playing runescape while he's like he has like youtube nights where people just recommend youtube videos for him to watch and as he's like waiting for people to like make to like make suggestions he's just fucking cutting down trees you know what i mean yeah. You'll always see him you'll always see him doing that because it's if if you're the kind of person that loves to multitask, this is crack cocaine because it is the easiest game to multitask and play at the same time. That sounded like my final words. <laughs> I know it did, but I think that was more focused on just like its playability today. Because Jana, who did not have a history with the game, whenever I suggested, she's like, Yeah, I'll give it a shot. And she played for approximately fifteen minutes before she said this game is trash and I'm not playing anymore. Yeah. You have to have a a certain like temperament. And also for people who are going back to it, it doesn't really, it has that old game feel of like, it's kind of aimless. Like you don't know exactly what you're supposed to be doing. It doesn't exactly tell you everything. It gives you a good idea of how to do everything generally, but then it drops you in a world and it doesn't tell you where anything is. Right. Yeah. So, um, uh, you might need someone to kind of point you in the right directions. You kind of need someone to go, okay, what do you want to do? Do you want to fish? Do you want to cut down trees? Do you want to mine? Or do you want to get stronger? Like you should get stronger because that way you can hold better pickaxes and axes and shit. But if you don't want to do that, you got all these fucking options. And then when you cho- you need to choose an option and I'll tell you where to go and you just do that thing. Like in that place. This is the most efficient place to do it. It's best because it's at a, in the free world, the, the world is a lot smaller. So um, I definitely don't recommend new people pay for the membership because you've got so much content in the free zone, and that free zone is essentially the tutorial. Like, you have Tutorial Island. That, when, fuck Tutorial Island. It sucks. It's stupid. Yeah, but it's bad. once you get off of Tutorial Island, you are, on, you are in the real tutorial, which is just the rest of the game. Um, yeah, uh, there are a lot of uh, resources out there to help new players. Like, I know... Uh, there used to be a website called RuneHQ that I used to use all the time back before like wikis had specific wikis for everything. There is a RuneScape wiki now, and uh, I was using that a lot during the uh, missions just to get my quest points so that I could use the Grand Exchange. Uh, one fucking shitty thing is because botting is such a horrible problem that everyone, every new account is like frozen for 20 hours of in-game time and for a, lot a specific of amount. Time. I still haven't gotten it. I still haven't gotten the 20 hours. I think I have like two hours left. I still can't use the Grand Exchange. But um, uh, it's like you have to get a specific amount of quest points as well and an overall level. That overall level is easily the lowest hurdle. Like you, if you do one thing of anything for 20 hours, you're going to be like way over that fucking total level. But um, yeah, anyway. So you want to talk about uh, the, the gold inflation because of the bots or how much things actually cost on the exchange? Uh, I don't think it's an issue for the most part. Like everything, I don't. I'm I'm selling the cowhides, and as as far as I can remember, the cowhides are about the same amount of money that I remember them selling at. But cowhides are kind of different because cowhides you have to actively attack, and uh, the cows are not in a place where you can easily get to a bank. Like normal logs, those things never sold, but there are normal normal trees everywhere. There are oak trees really close to ba- uh, banks, but oaks are one of the most popular fletching uh, tree types. 
Like you can't you can't sell willows at all. Uh, mining materials hardly ever sell unless they're the top tier mining. So I always I always tell people not to mine unless they're mining rune essence, which is the only thing you can use for rune crafting. What am I talking about? Rune essence mining is fine, but rune essence mining doesn't give you a lot of experience, so it takes a lot longer to level up. But you do make a pretty decent amount of money doing it, and you only have to go to one place, like instead of like all of these different mines as you're starting to level up. Well, I'll have you know, Nave, that cowhide has actually rose about fifty-eight percent in the last six months. Yeah, I, I'm, I, cowhide is always an amazing fucking thing for new players to go and get. Every time I've ever made a character, I go straight to that fucking cow, cow farm. I've spent months of my life in that cow farm. Seriously. Like, it's not even a joke. Like, that's the first thing I do is I collect about 2,000 cowhides from leveling up to level 30 and everything. I'll get to, like, level 20 in prayer. I'll have, like, level 33 in hit points. I'll be, I'll be really set to do whatever the fuck I want to do after that. Like, the world's my oyster. At that point, I could level up to member, uh, a membership and go do shit, like, for fun. For fun fun. I don't know, man. I'm looking at these, uh, these like, endgame armor and stuff like that that people are buying on the marketplace, and they're selling for, like, 200 million gold. That's not nuts, dude. Like, That's once not- you start... Like, once you, once you start getting uh, money, it, it, like, is, like, exponential. Like, you don't have anything to invest your money into... But the the harder the uh, items that you're farming are, the more expend the more people will pay for them, and or the more annoying they are to get, the more people will pay for them. And it once you become a member, you get access to tons of more different resources. You can start leveling up your farming. You have things to sell from farming. If you're fishing, you can fish for sharks. You can spearfish for sharks and and mana rays and stuff. And those things sell for tons. And they they, they people buy that shit in bulk. They'll buy a thousand fucking sharks. Like legitimately, because that they take those sharks and they go to the PvP and they eat and and they'll have a full thing of fucking shark meat in their pocket so that they can survive <laughs> so out eat. there. Yeah, yeah, it's like it seems daunting, but like legitimately, once you start making tons of money, like you can invest in like weapons and armor and stuff, and then sell it when you need to. But like, there's no real like stocks or anything in this game. Like, stocks. like we're playing Fable. We're playing Fable 2 right now, and you can literally take your money and put it into the real estate market. You could buy almost every building you see you could buy, and then that money, that that building will pay you rent. You'll basically be the landlord. You know what I mean? Or shops will give you a percentage of what they make in a day. So you could see the economy in each level. I'm fucking into it. Like, I am playing RuneScape oh and doing the fucking stuff and doing the, the real estate shit in, in, in Fable 2, and I'm loving it. And see, that's just the thing is like when I'm playing RuneScape and I'm playing Fable, it's like to what end am I putting this work in? Even if it, the work isn't that bad, like I didn't do any of the cow collecting or whatever. And I was lucky enough to get a RuneScape boyfriend that gave me, you know, a million gold right off the bat. So I was pretty set. Yeah. But what, what's the point of making money in the end? Like we can only go so high as free to players or in old Fable 2 that we're doing next week. You can only buy so much real estate till you own all the real estate. Yeah, well, the main thing is just to see the num- numbers getting higher. Uh, you use that money to level up, uh, level up skills. Now, if you if you have a ton of money, then uh, one thing you can do is you can go to the Grand Exchange, buy a fucking bunch of big bones, 
and uh, use and bury a bunch of big bones and level your prayer up to a crazy high level, or like buy a bunch of wood and level up your fire making, or buy a bunch of uh, uh, raw food that people are fishing and then cook them. You know what I mean? Or like you can buy ingredients. Like there are some things that not a lot of people are selling because like the the effort to money ratio is not good enough, and like the the amount of experience you get for cooking the thing is not high enough to want to buy those ingredients. So like there's like it's like the the amount of effort you need more gold, but also the people aren't willing to pay that much gold for the small amount of experience you get. Like there's like a there's a push and a pull on the grand exchange. Now the botting is so serious that I don't know the extent of it at this point, but it's like I don't know if there are bots going out there and getting fucking shrimps to sell to low level cookers. Because at the same time, it's like low level cookers don't have the money to buy shrimps and they can't buy fucking because you know what i mean like there's there's a there's a lot of fucking things variation inside of this plus they economy. only need shrimps for the first like 15 levels and then it's not going to give them anything anymore right or yeah, not much I'm like comparably level 20 in cooking because i was just cooking cow meat when i was fighting the cows just for fun i was just like i'll just i'll work on my wood cutting my fire making my cooking my prayer and my combat right now because i honestly in the low levels you will die to the cows a few times if you're not cooking food they're so, strong cows yeah they'll hit you with their head <laughs> <laughs> all right uh Nave, have you ever done any of the the challenge modes like iron man or instant permadeath i did an iron man once and uh, i died to a cow big sad Oops. yeah but uh it, it was neat but the the, the it kind of negates the purpose of like i'm not a high score kind of guy i kind of just want the number to get higher you know i like getting high scores but i kind of like the cumulative effort like being able to see, like I love analytics, I love statistics, I love to see like over time what is happening kind of situation, and uh, these kind of games are perfect for that, especially with how little amount of effort you have to put into them, because it's not it's not fucking uh, Warzone, you know what I mean? You're not engaged yeah. like a lot of the time. You're like you're not engaged, listening for like, footsteps maybe... when you click on cows. Yeah, you're like you're like playing for four percent of the time, you know, and letting the game play on autopilot. See, that's what broke like, me though is that like I hated clicking and then waiting the five seconds for my character to walk over there because i'm out of stamina so i can't sprint because this game decided to be realistic that you can't sprint everywhere in this game for some reason i'm pretty sure that was implemented to fucking because of bots like a lot of things that are in this game were made to fight bots like there are things called random events where like random npc will pop up out of nowhere talk to you and the game keeps track of you not fucking paying attention to those and you can get banned if you just fucking never pay attention to them. Like, you've got to interact with them, even if you don't do the thing. That's why almost all of them are like, hey, do you want to go over here and do this mind show? Like, no. And they'll be like, oh, okay, well, at least you clicked on me and said no. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of shit going on. They're basically captchas. You know what I mean? They're just trying to catch bots out. Dude, they do some serious captchas, too. It'll say, like, click on the ring, and it'll show you, like, three rotating polygons, and one looks kind of like a ring. You had to click on it. Yeah, wonderful. Thrilling gameplay. The music's awesome too. But whenever you become hardcore like I am, like with all the multitasking and stuff, like I muted the music pretty fast just so that I can hear the sound of the cow dying. You know what I mean? As soon as I so hear the cow die, I look down, grab the fucking cow hide, grab the bones, click the cow. Wow, kicker, 9,000. All right, uh, Nave, do you have any more meat points before you get to your final words? I don't know. You're, do you have like, let me see. Because I can't think of a whole lot. I mean, we talked about a ton anyways, so I guess not. All right. What's your final words then? <laughs> That's what we're here for. Oh, my final words? Uh, RuneScape's <laughs> great. 
I I I don't think I need a final words because I that that part in the middle of all that that was pretty good. If you're good, if you like multitasking, if you like seeing numbers get higher, you're gonna love RuneScape. If you're just starting RuneScape, look up a YouTube video or maybe go to like the wiki. Uh, I think there's a page for new players to find things. Like there's endless resources to be able to find what in-game resources you need to uh, progress levels efficiently. If you're into min-maxing, you're gonna fucking love this shit. It looks very old. It sounds very old, but if you like that old kind of charm, then this is. This is like before memes, like the sound effects, the the splash, the the splashes of damage and stuff like that. Like, I love watch. I see seeing that shit on YouTube videos. Like every time I see a RuneScape splash damage on yeah, something, I'm like, so I've got to click on that. Like, this is my humor. I just because this one thumbnail, I know this person's gonna have my sense of humor. But it's good stuff. It is definitely a um, I don't know, like a full. I don't call it like a microculture, but a full like micro experience in gaming like you know playing gears of war back in the day with the bros just spending time clicking on cows is it's a valid experience in its own if you want to play an mmo but you don't want to have to keep up with like guilds and clans and stuff like the the whole uh social aspect of an mmo like runescape is a very kind of secular experience that you can have a ton of uh in engaging fun just getting your numbers higher and higher uh in isolation uh and the most of the most that you get out of the multiplayer is like trading and stuff and if you want to get in once you get like really invested in the game and you want to get into that uh multiplayer there's so many different multiplayer modes i don't even know anymore because i haven't been a member for like seven years but it's like there are a lot of multiplayer modes locked away behind that really sh cheap paywall it's like game pass cheap and it's like uh you can have those funds. Like there are guilds that you can join as a free player, I think as well. There's in-game chat. It's kind of awkward on the phone, so I never engaged in it. But uh, you can play this game in a browser on any computer, essentially. And um, unfortunately, you cannot do it in the browser of the Xbox. I tried. But it probably would be even more awkward to type in the Xbox, <laughs> Xbox browser. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a great time if you like that kind of thing. All right, and with that, once again, thanks for joining us, co-op partners. Bye bye. I don't. Bye. Are we ending the show? Is no, this the don't end, end it. End? We got to do the the stinger no, at the meant beginning. Like, is this going to be at the end, or is there yeah, going to be? Shit I think this should be this? the the end end, so the listeners know to stop listening at this point. Perfect.